0: Howdy doody doody. It's the Right Act Podcast, the alternative music podcast. Podcast with me, <laughs> Stephen Hill, and uh, my good friend, Renfrew Deadman. Oh,
1: that was a lovely podcast. That was a, lovely, lovely, ah? <laughs> a
0: lovely gap between yeah. my forename and my surname there. I know. Well, I thought about putting podcasts in between both your names, but in the moment. People do call me podcast. Yeah, they do. Hey, and podcast. They podcast. And, and they should. Stop eating that burger. Yeah. That's usually what they say. Oh, mate. <laughs> they don't they do do they no i don't know Mate, <laughs> when joe pesci manages right act, <laughs> they do not be doing that they oh, so their fucking knees broken if they fuck with us and
1: that is what we're aiming for ladies and gentlemen yeah joe, joe pesci, pesci, pesci to manage right for, sponsored act. by joe pesci Yeah, i
0: so, reckon joe pesci could afford the uh the meager sum we're asking for sponsorship
1: he's uh well he retired from acting although yeah, he's, he doesn't need uh, to act well, that's to, true to sponsor this. he's about to he, no, no, he's he's
0: about to play for tall. That would really? be interesting, wouldn't it? I said he's about two foot you went two oh, foot tall.
1: <laughs> he's about, it'd be interesting if you played for tall though. It Pesci would, yeah. Tall.
0: I'm not doing a Joe Pesci impression Episode It's There's gonna well. be a lot of um a lot of impressions in this. Oh my god, there are. Wow, yeah. Um so I won't do Joe Pesci. Um No need. Uh, are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> that's just saying his lines but not, not doing not him it. is it De <laughs>
2: that's
0: De Niro that was a oh. joke I got, it incre- I got everything wrong Right,
1: oh, right right yeah. yeah satire for it's, 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 it's satire you'll fuck um, my
0: wife you'll fuck my wife all well,
1: no, that that's shit. De Niro as well that's De Niro yeah oh
0: <laughs> funny <laughs> Al Pacino, just Pacino. Al Pacino saying funny. I love the Pacino. Yeah,
1: The amount of times you do Pacino when we're setting up it's hilarious. I wish the listeners could hear it actually, yeah. it's great. That's uh, a I'm special- just putting the microphone and
0: oh. lead into the <laughs> that. That. What the fuck that is. <laughs> that's, that's like when I used to do the Met Hour podcast and one of the other guys I did it with uh, decided to start doing a Phil Anselmo impression, which I had already perfected. Oh, yeah, And it was like, well, you have to be able to do it, mate. That's the was thing. Was that a controversy, I, I bet. Not really a controversy. I just sort of went, yeah, don't do that. Shitness. <laughs> um, yeah, I had already kind of, that's my thing. It's your thing. Like, just yeah. start doing it yeah, badly yeah, yeah. and think you're going to Oh, that's my thing as well. No, am it. <laughs> um so <laughs> so anyway welcome to riot act uh this is episode 25 um we have to do what we do at the start every time sorry just quickly yeah. that's a that's a quarter century i know we've got two more uh episodes and then we're gonna we're gonna chill our ourselves, vomit and die aren't we um, <laughs> and uh, be, part, be part of that club um <laughs> we won't musicism would be very upset if we did that because we always start by picking them up don't we very nice they um, very nice. they uh, are good friends of ours they help us out with uh, this equipment that we're speaking into right now and they Ooh. also ha- will help you out if you go to musicism.net and you want to be a better singer maybe you want to play the guitar a little bit better than you do at the moment uh, you uh, ain't that good at the moment mate <laughs> i'm not gonna lie you ain't that good
1: uh, i just nailed more than a feeling by boston thank you very much so because uh, yeah, after good, after our little karaoke times I was like, More Than <laughs> Her Feelings are a fucking great song, so I gonna learn is. it on guitar. Yeah. And uh, yeah, nailed the old solo. It's not that hard, to be honest. But, you know,
0: just just saying. Well, you can do Eruption by Van Halen. Can you do that? Uh, I'll try and learn it for next week. Bullshit! Then... You learn <laughs> <I an laughs> will! By... You're learn <laughs> Eruption by Van Halen, are you? I said, I will try. You'll try, yeah. Well, musicism, if you're going to cut me off, would mean you'd be able to do eruption so oh, swift possibly it, it's like um, it's scripted it really isn't not either no. um and if you're a producer as well so you oh, be that's rick, right yeah. if you want to be rick rubin if you want to be rick rubin eddie van halen or um billy holiday billy holiday yeah yeah, they'll, do. They'll, yeah. yeah. um music.net 9.99 a month or 25 percent off if you put pe- 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 <laughs> um, pe- percent 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 off if you put riot in, what the fuck was that for? In we're in letters, a funny mood today, aren't in we? In the checkout, yeah. I don't ever, know what always, it is. always. Sorry. Right. On this show, we're going to be uh, reviewing new albums from Fever 33 and Mono. We're going to have a little chat about um, uh, a couple of other things that have happened this week. Um, and we're also going to be giving you a little bit of information about why, finally, you should be... Actually, putting your, your your hand in your pocket and giving <laughs> us some bloody money because <laughs> over at patreon.com forward slash right act podcast, the good people who have been very, very kind and have done that already have got what we like to call the rioters review. Mm, so, indeed. this is something that just sort of happened very organically. Yeah, um, uh, someone said, Oh, you should review uh, Boniva, it was Alistair,
1: Alistair McKenna, you do it, mate. <laughs> uh, Alistair. Thank you very much. I totally forgot your surname. We got surname. your surname
0: when we did the actual Yeah, show. yeah, yeah, we did, um, we did. Yeah, but Alistair, it was your idea because you suggested we do 22 Million by Bonnevar Yeah. And we thought, well, what we could do is open it up to the people who are patrons and do a special little kind of half-hour show on their suggestions for yeah. uh, albums for us to talk about. So we have done The Manic Street Preachers' Gold Against the Soul, which mm-hmm. is up which is that now yeah yeah i was talking about that we've done the aforementioned 22 million by bonova we've done murder ballads by nick cave and my absolute favorite by a mile not in terms of the album but my favorite in terms of the chat (laughs) was uh talking about standing on the shoulder of giants by oasis yeah so me and renfrey if you want to hear us talking about any of them records then go over to patreon.com forward slash right act podcast you can make your suggestion and we'll probably do it because we've got a li- we've got a list going, and I believe we're doing Hawkeyes next, aren't we? Fuck
1: yes. Yeah, uh, so. I've been re-listening to that, and oh, uh, I said woof. Yeah, that could good. mean anything.
0: Um, could be like, woof, that's bad." Jonah Tranker special came out this week, talking about water and solutions. Absolutely, he did. So um, that's good. We've got Freddie Madball coming up. There I have is. been saying for no reason. Someone tweeted me and was like, why do you keep calling him Freddy Madbull? Frankie Mm. Madbull. And it was just a slip of the tongue completely. I know all about hardcore. <laughs> I do, honestly. I did <laughs> pick do. You one up one of the on most it. famous hardcore musicians ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> George Lennon, isn't it? <laughs> I like. Oh, well, George Lennon and Pat McCartney. We started last time I
1: was here. We started talking about it. I was like, I think you've been calling uh, Freddie Madball the wrong name, and then that, and then that guy tweeted us like uh, he almost, tweeted almost me, and the me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have, and I was like, I can't believe it. I, I don't know why. Anyway, I, yeah. that's good. and I was like that chat with, f- with Frankie Madball, and you, when you've just done it again. I don't know what the hell's going on with me. Anyway, Freddie, I. Didn't call him freddy when i actually spoke to him it's wicked that one so freddy madball uh um, i can hope so otherwise he's never coming on again no no he's not clutch we have clutch neil fallon
1: i think that'll be the next one after mm-hmm. jonah um uh tuesday 29th i believe off the top of my head i've been a little farting around with that one today yeah Very
0: nice and we've got some other stuff we can well talk
1: about just me and you well, the covers yeah we've not recorded that yet but yes we do we but, but gonna do that. before that we've got matt you want to talk about matt Oh, yeah. Matt
2: Stocks.
0: So, yeah. yeah sorry. Just I, like, that. Matt? I thought that. I um, thought there might be a reason yeah, why that, you didn't that, want to talk about so it. so didn't feel like a podcast that we... No, I uh, know. <laughs> So Matt Stocks, who used to produce my show on Teamwork Radio Breakfast Show, has oh. worked on Kerrang! Radio, has written for various magazines, has been on Scars, and now does his own podcast, Life in Stocks, where he interviews loads of different guests. He's got some absolutely amazing um, stuff that he's done with John Lydon, with Malcolm... Yep. Um, so did it Mal- I nearly said Malcolm McLaren, Ugh. when actually... Oh, um, I meant um, gonna the, gonna creation, call- the Creation Records guy. You're going to start calling, calling me Sid my- Barrett in a minute, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's <Yeah>. sake! <laughs> you fucking wish, yo. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I wish I was. Co- well, no, acid was his thing, wasn't it? I Alan him- McGee. I, I need to Malcolm McGee, McLaren. Yeah. I meant Alan McGee.
0: Um, and yeah, Matt came on, and we just basically sort of shot the shit about the the, the like work, working in the music industry and all the yeah. various places it can go in print and digital and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, it was very interesting. We talked for a little over two hours,
1: and it was three (laughs) music media cunts just moaning. But... You
0: got drunk, didn't you, you two? um, Drunk... mm, He was drunk.
1: Well, Matt came, and uh, he'd left a bottle of Corona here... Um, from from his previous visit so he opened that and uh it was we did we did decide to record at about what seven o'clock in the morning didn't we in the end for some unknown reason because we thought we were hoping that would stop his alcohol habit but but no apparently not um and then um uh he he opened a bottle of your wine he, did, um, he, opened
0: my, he opened my wine, smashed that, and then fucked
1: off. I thought um, it'd be rude not to, so yeah, I had a couple feeling, of glasses yeah. as
2: well,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But it was good. Uh, Renfrey, on Hello. that day, you went and you went to go and see Anna Shikari at Brixton Academy. So yeah. do you want to chat about that? I was going to go, but I still don't feel that well. Which is Well, interesting. I sure should you're... talk about Black Peaks first, because uh,
1: Black Peaks opened up. First band on the Brixton Academy stage in 2019. Mm. Uh, it was very cold according to probably will probably the last <laughs> well that didn't pan out because no. uh, two bands followed them um but uh, yes uh, will said it was very very cold um so he was he'd obviously sobered up since the quiz <laughs> which was nice of him yeah um they were very very good i think um the it was you know brilliant to see them up there after seeing them at so many small venues i think i was particularly interested in we have talked a lot about how the songs off the second album need a big venue because they are really big and spacious and bloody, bloody, blah. Yeah. And they did, on one hand, they sounded better. But on the other hand, unfortunately, Brixton was plagued this, that evening by not great sound. It wasn't It wasn't like the sound was bad per se. It was just, um felt very quiet. I was up in the gods, so maybe that was something to do with it. I don't know. But um, yeah, it just felt a bit bit quiet. But I have to say the energy in the room for a band who are on at 7 25 i believe on a saturday night when you can go out and get tanked up beforehand well, i mean you can any night but you know um mm-hmm. was great yeah. and there were i would say i mean standing looked almost full for them which was brilliant that's cool and circle where i was was a good third full and the reaction was brilliant. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. So I was super, super pleased for them. That's great. And, you know, it's brilliant. I mean...
0: Bit of a shame they weren't main support,
1: really. Bit that. of a shame about that. Um, So Palace Royale. I mean, do you want to talk about this now, this Palace Royale stuff? Are they called Palace
0: Royale? I they are called Palais Royale. Oh, whatever. I don't know. Is it important? <laughs> You're a big fan, clearly.
1: Um, Well... I, well, I was gonna say I, I was I was going to see them as well because there's been quite a lot of um Oh yeah controversy. Um because uh well it's just it's just the same old stuff that bands have been doing for a long time, really, in terms of
0: Not being rubbish.
1: <laughs> this particular controversy was um they were letting Well, they were asking fans or or selling VIP packages to fans to come on to their tour bus in this case and play a couple of songs acoustically and charging people
0: 50 quid for the privilege, I believe. Yeah, I saw people kicking off uh, at this and my, you know, I think I've said in the past, you know, this is... (laughs) <laughs> kind of an un, un, an unpleasant byproduct of the modern music industry, due to the fact that bands have to make money somehow. Yes, they do. Um, I
1: I I was somewhat surprised at the amount that people kicked off because it's not like this is the first time it's happened. No, let's be it's honest. and
0: it's because they don't like the band. Yes, yeah, it, you don't like this band, um and you are free to ignore it. Do you know what I mean? You exactly. are. Yep. And it, you know, it's a, they you can't you can't really turn around and go well. They've got young fans, and those people are easily led or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? I think probably I was that age, and if when I was that age, if someone had said you can get a ticket to you can, you know, you can get a ticket to see Offspring. Mm when you're 15, mm. and then you can sit on their tour bus and they'll play a song for you. I would want to do that, if I loved that, but I would want to do that. And I would bully my mum and dad, no matter how kind of unsavoury it was, mm. I would say to my mum and dad, please, 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 please. Now, they might turn around and say, no, mm. <laughs> we're not paying for it. Mm. Um, but if they could afford it, then I would. it would be a lovely, lovely thing. I mean, I just hope that they kind of honoured that in the way that they... Should have done. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I just hope that they actually did give those people that paid more money f- to come on the bus than they were paying to get into the show, by mm. the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. uh, because Shikari think, have morals, to be clear. Well. <laughs> more so. I mean, yeah, well, this is the other thing that I thought, actually. I Shikari booked this band.
1: Mm. Mm. We were talking about this beforehand, before mm. we started recording, though, and m- my point that I brought up was I don't think Shikari knew that they would do that. I don't think Shikari would have booked them if they had known that they'd do that personally. That's I my don't gut think, feeling.
0: I don't think it takes a particularly uneducated guess or a lot of digging hmm. to look at Palais Royale and assume that they would be the sort of band that would do something like that.
1: Maybe not, but then that you sometimes you're surprised. I remember being really disappointed. Um, I don't think they do it anymore, but... Uh, around the time they put the devil put dinosaurs here, Alice and, Alice Chains. and Chains did VIP things where it's like meet and greet and come and meet. Well us. yeah, but if
0: Alice and Chains are gonna do it, Palais Royale are gonna do it. Exactly, exactly that. Of course they're gonna do it.
1: But they're not the same what what are you what are you I'm s- saying what kind of bands are you suggesting? Would is it obvious that we'll be doing this? And what kind of band is it? Not obvious because well, Alice it, and Chains. It, Alice and Chains is obvious that you. they're
0: not doing it. It's got nothing to do with whether or not Alice and Chains would do it. It's got everything to do with the fact that you look at Palais Royal and you go, "You are corporate, sellout, money hungry, desperate, fame whores with no talent. You're going to milk your very very young fan base for as much money as you possibly can get. I mean. There is that, like on the one side of me kind of not sticking up for them, but going, well, yeah, you know, of course, if people are going to pay for that and people are going to do it, like, of course, they're going to do it. Of course, Mm. that band are going to do it. Of all the bands in the world, of course, they're going to do it. Like, you don't need to dig. That's what I mean. You don't need to, like, look very hard at Palais Royal to you wouldn't be. How could you possibly be surprised? I would have been stunned if they hadn't done it. It would be like mine If they hadn't done it, it would be like minor threat reforming and doing it for 10 minutes. And they're going to get whatever they can fucking get. Because they ain't going to be here in 2021. Hmm, hmm. So they might as well get their money now. Hmm. And of course they're going to do it. Like,
1: well, unfortunately, I um, didn't find out whether they were uh, a scene band or not because I couldn't be fucked to see them. <laughs> um, so... Taking the moral high ground,
0: <laughs> <Winfrey>. <laughs> But I have to say, on that on that motif, Shikari have booked this band. They have booked them and they, they know what sort of band they are. And so you can't have a go. Well you can have it. You, you can you can't really have a you, you only you can't really have a go at Palais Royal for being what they are.
2: Yeah. You
0: if you've got a problem with it, if you've got a problem with and really like if you've got a problem with a support band that much i mean pff, it doesn't feel like a particularly it feels like a slightly odd fit i uh, i, mean, ish, I don't know much then, about but, a then, but, Palo Real, but, but
1: then but then uh, shikari usually take out bands that are quite odd fits i mean wonder years wonder years uh, arcane roots uh, mm. king blues was one of their tour packages um Heathcamps, they've just eh? taken <laughs> they've just taken um milk teeth yeah. out black peaks i think they want to take a wide variety of bands out i i mean i do personally feel it is a bit harsh to be like they should have known that they would do this because i don't i don't think you would necessarily know
0: you know what they're like they're gonna do what they want it's just mm-hmm. two worlds colliding mm-hmm. i suppose in a way which people didn't really like but yeah. i mean i saw a lot of people going oh it's outrageous that shikari and people like calling out shikari on twitter and stuff and like saying you've put this band it's like well they want to sell tickets at the end of the fucking day. I don't know. I I think so. That's their morals. Like you're talking about. Are oh, they this great moral thing? Are they?
1: I would have thought Shikari could sell out Brixton with no supports. To be honest. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think that is actually on their agenda at all. <laughs> for the listen for the record, Steve just did a big
0: shrug. Well, why else are they there?
1: I don't know, but, but well, to give an interesting...
0: An interesting...
1: Well, but bear in mind, a lot of Shikari's fans are really young. Like, really young. Yeah.
0: So expose them to more stuff that, that will be rubbish, right? But Shikari... Here's another stupid band for stupid young people.
1: Shikari have a very diverse young fan base. Now, from what I saw, more people were into Black Peaks... <laughs> than they were into Palais Royal,
2: mm-hmm. And
1: as a result, I mean, you know, I must stress, I could not be fucked to see Palais Royal, So I didn't Shame see that. a lot of it. Oh, yeah. um, but, um, you know, so from that point of view, it might be a massive mistake. But, you know, I can understand, like, taking all of this, taking what we know now out of it, I can understand why it might have seemed like a not particularly bad idea to them at the time i mean you know from what i've heard of them i don't think they're any good particularly but doesn't i i i can understand the thinking behind it
0: yeah it's a business decision i, I but i'm not it's con- a business <laughs> what are, the, are you telling me that en- shikari listen to that band no no go, no i don't that's think that's what they do. i want our fans to, or i hope our fans like get get into this
1: i don't think they do but like i said i think i think shikari could sell out brixton on their own i think they could do a shikari sound system support thing i don't think i don't think shikari need supports to sell out brixton i think they can do it fine by themselves which is um, why i don't think it's a business decision well
0: i can't think of any other reason why they were well, not you know. all of that tour is sold out as far as i know
1: but brixton was yeah brixton mm-hmm. was a few dates a few dates up but bear in mind that that tour is mammoth yeah. it's about 20 dates you know mm-hmm. and there aren't many bands of shikari so i mean you know we might as well get onto to shikari now because there aren't i have uh <laughs> i think you've expressed your opinions of shikari on this show before um but i don't think i have really had an opportunity to i don't know if i have you know i mean not on this you show. talked about them at 2000 trees
0: yeah yeah i mean i you know like, i've never been a fan i've never mm. really got it to be honest I didn't mind the sweep, and then that other one came out and I thought that's quite a good pop album. Is but that the spark? Yeah, the spark yeah and mm, yeah I just pff, don't know.
1: I think Shikari f- for my money Shikari on record are incredibly hit and miss like ridiculously so um I think I think the Mind Sweep is actually genuinely a modern classic. I think it's amazing. <laughs> I think it's the only classic record they've released. Um I think the the um I've literally just said it, the Spark, yeah. which is the last record they released and technically the record they're touring, did very little for me, I have to say. Um and hearing some of the songs from it again live didn't really do an awful lot for me either. Uh it is very much them going in a more pop direction. It's an interesting pop record, you know, in the same way that Biffy Clyro are releasing yeah, sure they're not releasing the records that they were back in 2002, 3 and 4, but at least they're still releasing interesting rock albums, yeah. you know. So I'll give them that. And also In terms of the massive, massive, massive arena filling, because whilst this wasn't an arena tour, Shikari have proved that they can do it, the small Mm. arenas, the Ali Pallies, and I imagine they probably could do Wembley at this stage as well, if they wanted to. Um, In terms of those arena filling UK acts, who do we have? Bullet. Um, Well, not even UK acts. Let's just go, you know, like Avenged, all that kind of thing. Bring me the horizon. Uh, Architects. Five Finger Death Punch, Disturbed,
0: disturbed. Um, Evanescence probably would. Sure.
1: I think Enter Shikari are by far, out of all of those bands, the band who have the most uh, (coughs) original identity in terms of you see them and it's like, that's Enter Shikari and it could be no one else. And I think the thing is, is in terms, most of the time, the way that bands get really big is copying a formula and then doing it you know admittedly in a lot of cases really well yeah. and that's how you get to that size and what i respect and admire about shikari even when i don't like them because sometimes i don't but what i respect and admire about shikari is they didn't do that mm. they didn't follow a formula they did it all themselves they did do it with a very you know their morals are out of this world amazing like their team is incredible and the stuff that they do and the reasons that they do it. Every time you go to a Shikari gig, just a little behind the scenes thing, which I don't think they'd even shout about. But um, as a member of the press, you have to pay five quid to get in. It's just five quid donation and it goes to a charity of their choice. And that has been happening since I've been seeing Shikari gigs as a journalist, yeah. you know? And it's just small. T- it's fairly thing fairly common. Uh, but they're the only band that I know of who do it every time hmm. um, every single time and you know you think about it the amount of people on their guest list for those shows five pounds at every single one that makes a massive t- I mean those tours they probably raise thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds for charity and they don't ever shout about it or anything like that hmm. it's just a thing that they do you know morally they are right at the fucking
0: top yeah because um, they're raising it for Breitbart that's why isn't it? sorry because they're raising it for Breitbart <laughs> that's why
1: i can't remember what the charity was but it was a reputable decent one i'm sure it was yeah Um,
0: i'm I'm mucking around yes i know i know i'm being bawdy lynn enjoy it (laughs) etc etc
1: um so uh, you know basically what i'm saying in a long roundabout way is even when i don't like them i have an immense amount of respect for shikari Mm. end of you know and um i think in when as a live band at their best, they are amongst the best live bands I've ever seen in my life. When they are at the top of their game. Yeah. I would say the top of their game for me, probably the best time I've ever seen them was probably that first Ali Pally show. Well, I have to say, I was not expecting an awful lot. Not so much because of Shikari, more because I fucking hate Alexandra Palace. I think, awful, we've, yeah. I think we've been through that a few yeah. times. But, you know, so Brixton, um, they played a lot from The Spark and common dreads which are probably my two least favorite shikari records right now it's not really fair to judge a band on uh, oh they didn't play this they didn't play that blah 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 it's not really fair and, and shikari do something again i admire about shikari they do always really change their setup so you know fair play mm. but coming into this i probably should say that 15 of the 24 songs were made up from those records which are my two least favorite shikari records Bummer. so i was a bit like Egh. um in terms of the show, apparently it was exactly the same same show as 2000 Trees, which you did see, yeah. which was cool. But compared to the, the last two times I've seen them have been Ali Pali, where the shows have been spectacular. Um, it's a little unfair to make that comparison because there's plenty <coughs> of things that they could do at Ali Pali, which they can't do at Brixton or or touring it for example i think the big one you know this isn't a massive criticism because i've as i literally just said you can't really do this on that scale but i really did miss the quadraphonic sound which was something that when they announced it i thought was like just a massive uh uh fly in the pan
0: what am i trying to say gimmick mm.
1: um but when you're it's it's just It's so not. It's amazing. Yeah, I'd like to. That
0: that is the one thing where I'm like, I would like to have heard that.
1: It's fucking amazing. You you know how like 3D, like 3D in cinema is like going, like it's almost gone now because that was a gimmick. But IMAX is here to stay. Mm. Quadraphonic is like the IMAX of like, I want in the future one day for all venues to be fitted with quadraphonic sound and I want all bands to do it because it's fucking amazing. Now, it's not practical for shikari to tour that quadraphonic sounds in those kind of venues so it is a shit stick to beat them with but i just want to mention that i did miss it right um um and the show was cool. It was okay. They had a lot of mirrored cubes. Do you remember the mirrored cubes? And they lit up and they were a bit Tron-like. Yeah, I sort do. Sort of looked like an 80s Tron disco. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was cool. It did, the show didn't blow me away, but it was it was cool. They'd had some wicked moments. They played... Basically, I like Shikari when they go fucking mental. Yeah. Um, and they played like Slipshot on Juggernaut. And they did a lot. They did like a Shikari... Um, uh medley where they did loads of songs all in one that's all really good when they do all that kind of thing uh once again even uh, like the sound again just felt a little bit like i suppose the track stuff sounded amazing and then the live stuff not so good and it's a shame when you can hear the separation Brickson, between yeah. track
0: stuff and live bricksons have gone right down in terms of sound recently. it's a real fucking shame yeah um
1: shit I, I mean, I kind of feel like it's been all right for the last few times I've been, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, real I mean, shame actually, I'm going
0: back about a year to be fair. I remember seeing yeah. Frank Carter and Mastodon in the same weekend, and yeah. but for both of them, I was like, the sound is just tragic. Got a shine, yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So that was a shame. But I thought, you know, I think, I think it is wicked that Shikari didn't have to do this tour. They're doing twenty odd dates. I mean, mm. this tour started last year. It started the it UK did, leg of it started yeah. in December okay, last year. Yeah. Maybe I'm
0: they're doing, reading too much into they're it. They're
1: doing places like Lincoln and mm. they're doing, they're going to places Luke that no Morton's hometown. <laughs> they're going to, Oh, Kerrang's gone down the shit since Luke started there. Hasn't it? That's a joke. Well, no, I've boycotted it <laughs> <laughs>
2: since we're, 2004 to be fair. We like but, you, um, Luke. Yeah.
1: Hi no, Luke. I hope you're doing well. Um, uh, you know, they're playing places they don't need to play, you mm. know, and, and, they're doing so many dates, and yeah, they've not all sold out, but they're doing fucking 20-odd dates. Can we stop talking
0: about Enet Shikari now? Fine, okay, yeah. Was Look, it good?
1: Yes, it was really good, Good, Steve. Right,
0: What's so there beef? you go. Enet have played. <laughs> um, in other news, not quite as big, idols have been nominated for Best Breakthrough Band at the Brits. Which yes. is good, you just spilled tea down yourself. I spilled in, tea in on myself. Joy. Yeah. Joy is an act of tea spilling resi- <laughs> resistance. <laughs> resistance by Renfrew. Um They're also, and uh, the week uh, leading up to the Brits, they are going to be playing the Brits Week. Um, uh, and they're going to play in the 100 Club on the 11th of February. Holy fuck, I didn't know that. So that's, that's going to be uh, interesting. And are going to be playing the Dome. And I think... Are they? Yeah, and I think somebody... There's a few others. There's a few others that, are, that look quite interesting. 1975 are playing the Dome as well. Oh. Yeah. So there's a few good um, good gigs happening in that Are they on week. public sale? Yes. Nice. I believe they are. Yeah. So um, try and get tickets for that. I'm sure it'll be really, really fucking good. But Renfrey Hello. They've been nominated alongside Ella May And her? some other people uh, <laughs> who I haven't heard of. Who I don't know anything about because, you know, it's not for me really. Yeah. But... Um, it's good, don't it? That's really good.
1: It's really nice. I mean, um, it's a we should say it's a public vote, so yeah, you can, can actually vote for them. But, I mean, are they going to win? No. I, they might do. I would love it if they did. I think they might. But the thing is, is it's you know, it's public vote, and most people who pay attention to the Brits are fucking idiots, aren't if they? If you
0: look at the tweets yeah. that were sent out with the nomination by the Brits, 90% of the... T- it's only, like, there was about 800 comments underneath it. I reckon 85% of them was like has to be idols, has to be idols, has to be idols.
1: Yeah, but the internet's a funny The internet
0: is a funny thing, thing but it's such a big discrepancy. But people
1: are people who are passionate and people are <coughs> passionate about idols will say that sort of shit, but mm. people who are um it you know who I mean there are a lot more people who aren't passionate about that kind of shit, but they 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 arrive en masse and will vote for someone who they're like, oh, I like listening to that in the background at work. Whereas-
0: You snob.
1: I am a snob. And (laughs) yeah, and and I have a better life than people who aren't snobs. So (laughs) fuck you. Um, And, you know, they, like, uh, that's wicked to see that people were saying that. But Mm. I, like I say, I think the internet is a weird- echo chamber and yeah maybe it might not
0: necessarily was, I, I that was hope from I'm the brits wrong. actual official twitter sure. though sure so that's why i was like hmm i mean it could happen that those people went and you know seeked it out because idols retweeted it or whatever mm. um i hope i'm wrong and but yeah, i like encourage say, a lot of people i think there'd be a lot of people who like jora smith or whatever yeah. I think, uh, who just went oh i'm going who didn't bother yeah, I get that.
1: I hope I'm wrong, and I encourage everyone who genuinely likes that band to vote for them because it would be fucking brilliant if they yeah, did it would. win. It'd be amazing, um, and it would be a big statement, not just for music, but I think for what's going on in the world. I know, you know, I know you always say it's not just a political album; it is a personal album. Blah blah blah, and you're not wrong. But there is a lot of political stuff in it. Let's let's face it. I think it would be a big, nice statement in terms of those kinds of things as well. Yeah, you're right. It would. Yeah. um, So it would be
0: brilliant. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be really,
1: really great. And I hope I'm wrong, but I'm but I'm also cynical.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. Let's hope that Idols. Fingers crossed for Idols. Not even fingers crossed. We can actually affect change ourselves. So go and vote for Idols. Well,
1: and also well done to Idols. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, fucking brilliant. Like Mm. that's awesome that they're being recognised in that company. Yeah. Um, It doesn't, you know. We'll see. Mm.
0: We'll see. All right, let's do the trade-off. Um, we're going to do you first because fuck me, um, <laughs> you gave me Fink's Perfect Darkness. Now I didn't know nothing about this geezer. I didn't know nothing about. I didn't this know <laughs> nothing about this Fink geezer. Are you doing um, that because he's quite Londony? y uh, He's quite London-y. he's from. I thought he was from like Cornwall or something.
1: Oh, He's got quite a London accent when he well, talks. I looked, I
0: was like, hmm, he's good. He's got a lot of records. I don't know anything about him.
1: Yeah, he's got five or six or seven, yeah. maybe.
0: Um, and uh, this is seems to be his most well received one, Perfect Darkness. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't really know how to describe this man, Renfrew, but what I do know is that I like it. It's yeah. dark. It is dark. And it's perfect? very, very. Uh. Mm, no, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's perfect, but it's very good. It's, it's very really dark. Good. And it's very affecting and it's quite, it's quite, I don't want to use the word beautiful or lovely or nice or like, it's not warm at all. It's a very warm production. It's warm production, but it's, it feels stark. The attitude of this Mm. record is, Mm. it's quite stark and Mm -hmm. quite, um, I think there's a lingering underlying bitterness yeah, quite possibly. The, I really like this. It's really good, isn't it? It's fucking. This is. This is. Is this the best one you've given me? Oh, it might be. Oh, it's one of the. best... It's definitely. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna slam it down that hard. But it's one of the best ones. Oh, cool. I really liked Agnes Obel last week. Yeah, so that yeah, was yeah, really good. I think this is streets ahead, miles Ooh. ahead. Re- yeah, I really do. I think this is really, really fucking good. Really, really good. And um, the the what it is, is it's is there is a, um, uh, a sort of all-pervading sense of dread surrounding this record. Yep. Even though it's very melodic, it's quite ambient. I love the way that... What I like is kind of old-school instruments, old-school instruments, but like, you know, traditional instrumentation. Acoustic guitars. Acoustic guitars and a, a voice which is not, you know, he's obviously not mucked around with his voice too much. Nope. Um, with... Sort of broken beats and mm-hmm. little bits of uh, electronic and stuff, and getting those two things working together as a team, with a kind of quite a cynical attitude that he appears to have, uh, I think is a very very interesting um, m- m- like hodgepodge of stuff. Well, it's uh, interesting
1: you bring up beats because uh, Fink used to be big DJ hip hop star. I thought he did. Yeah. Um, so his first, um, I say big dj hip-hop star i mean he did he did hip-hop for a bit yeah um he his first feel that
0: in his delivery you can actually being a rapper yes you can sort of feel that in his delivery yes
1: uh his first few records are a ninja tune which is a massive hip-hop uh label um and uh not that yeah i mean there there ain't no rapping in this it's not a hip-hop type thing at all really but yes when you're told that or when there's a small kind of underlying like you say there are these beats that go over it but they're very subtle and they are basically done in a sample kind of way mm. um but they just really beautifully evocatively bring out the other elements of what he's doing i think the production of this rec- record is one of the things that makes it really oh, it special sounds incredible. it sounds so mm. beautiful um, every and, single note of yeah.
0: every crisp, instrument clear. is crystal clear yeah. yeah, the production on this is unbelievable It's
1: very, very stripped back But then you can hear, I say that But then in so many ways it isn't Because there's so many little subtle elements going on underneath everything mm. That really make the songs pop and fizzle And really just bring...
0: It's like Massive Attack cross with Everlast. That's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. What I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it's, which sounds like it would be pretty shit to be honest. But, yeah, but it's really not because it's it? not. No, yeah. but kind of. I think kind of updated for you know this decade. This it's sort of 2011. It's not mm. 2011 when I say it. Feels like it was only a couple Quite of years wagon. ago. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: So there's some beautiful,
0: and there's some, bi- but there's beautiful
1: like <laughs> lyrics as well, done in a more sort of folksy kind of tradition. Like yesterday mm. was hard on all of us is a really amazing song. It's a song called the. Oh yeah, that's amazing. That's penultimate cool. tracks, foot on the door, foot in the door, which is just such a good song. Yeah. Um, i mean it's just a great yeah it's a great record i didn't know whether to give you this one or his next one uh which is called hard believer i think um i decided to give you this one because i thought that overall i thought this album was better but i actually think that there are individual tracks on his next album which are better than anything on this okay i'm definitely
0: gonna listen to that yeah do it's great um
1: I think he he's, his debut album was Biscuits for Breakfast and I, I think he took a little while to properly get going with this thing, which is fair enough because he was trying a whole different mm. new thing. But yeah, I, I think when I talk about wanting to bring a lot more sort of singer-songwriter type music to Riot Act and stuff like that, this is what I mean. You know, this kind of... It isn't just a guy sitting down with an acoustic guitar or whatever. It's think doing like putting these crazy beats on. Well, I say crazy. Well, they're not crazy. These very ambient beats on it, and but making something dark and brooding and a little bit different. Mm. Or an Agnes Obel, which again, mm. you know, what else sounds like Agnes Obel? Really, the way that she puts all these nine-inch nails-esque yeah, things yeah, on it, yeah, as yeah, you yeah. said, the, her melodies going off into these weird places. Mm. Uh, for my money, I would. um, I probably slightly prefer Obel, if I'm honest. Really? Okay. Um but, but I think both are fantastic.
0: I think, even though Agnes Obel has a really interesting composition, I still think, ultimately, she is manipulating a type of music which already kind of exists. Whereas this, I felt like this was almost... I do say it's never been done before, because I think people have definitely done stuff like this mm. a bit before. But I think the way he does it... Um, I've not heard people do it like this before. I mean, I suppose that was true about Agnes Obel, really, but I think it's a more obvious... um, It's easier to put her into a sort of categorizer as something. Mm, Whereas I'm not sure, like uh, like you say, like the hip-hop stuff and the electronic and then the kind of the very folksy nature of it, like all of it put together, I was like, oh, that's a very, very odd mix of stuff put together.
1: I might be preferring oboe over think because i think the one problem when we're talking about how this is produced amazingly and all that sort of stuff the one problem with it is it's not always as powerful live right okay uh so i saw him at shepherd's bush empire and was quite disappointed actually i have to say mm. um just because so many of you realize how much of the subtleties on the record that can't really be replicated live are essential to the song sounding good Okay. Um, and that is a real shame. Whereas with Agnes Obel, I've never seen her live but I've seen footage of her live and she is just fucking outrageous regardless because yeah. her songs are so good and they don't need those accoutrements. Whereas the think songs, not all of them but most of them do, in my opinion. So okay. that's probably why I would actually put Obel over Think.
0: Right. But Think is For album for album.
1: For album. Yeah, sure. They're they're both incredible. Mm. Incredible. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, I like that a lot, mate. Lovely. It's very good. That All was right. uh, Perfect Darkness by I Think. I gave you Batman.
2: Batman
0: by Prince. Yep. Now Prince Renfrey. What 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 do you think about Prince? Uh he's very short. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, under six foot He's five oh, foot six, two Six
1: foot under He's five foot two. Oh, um, I see I see yeah. He's mm, dead Harsh um, uh, Might get complaints about that
0: um, <laughs> Well he is dead <laughs> sorry. sorry guys It's not yeah, our it's not You our, heard it here first It's not our fault <laughs> um, But uh, unfo- yeah Unfortunately Prince is dead
1: What do I think of Prince? Um, he is an artist Who I have a great amount Of admiration for Mm-hmm but have struggled to ever like. Oh, because I got this album out of Thornbury Library. Shout out Thornbury Library. Yeah, lovely place. Uh, <laughs> it's my library growing up. Oh, I no, sorry mate. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, it's very nice. Uh, on cassette tape when I was, I'm guessing eight-ish. Basically, when Burton's bat, I fucking loved him Burton's Batman
0: good in it let's just get this out of the way yeah yeah, we can talk about that i was going to talk about prince first and then talk about batman but if you want to talk about batman the film of which is soundtrack i mean that's why i kind of feel like this is the perfect soundtrack for a very very strange movie 1989 batman
1: yeah i feel i feel like in order to explain my feelings on prince we should go into the film first so that i can okay that's fine yeah so tim burton's batman is um excellent it's it's fucking brilliant um and uh, as a kids I think it premiered on BBC One around like 92 or 93 Oh well, can
0: we go back to what I saw at the cinema oh, okay. so I saw Prince uh, I saw Tim Burton's Batman the year 1989 was a hard year to be a movie obsessed nine year old boy for little Stephen Hill because it was the first time as a kid who went to the, the cinema a lot and this is my favorite thing. Going to f- movies was this is before I really loved music and cinema mm. was my favorite thing. Mm. I wanted to go and see all the films, and I knew there was a Batman film coming out, and I knew there was a James Bond film coming out. Well, the James Bond film is um, Licensed to Kill" with Tim uh, with Timothy Dalton, it was. right? The very controversial... I know exactly what you're going to say. License yeah. to kill, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. actually given an 18 certificate. Was it 18 an or 15? 18, no, an 18 certificate and had to have a bunch of scenes cut out of it so that it could be chopped down to a 15, right? Which ah. meant I couldn't go and see it and I was very upset because I was nine and I wouldn't be able to get in. And then... That's because,
1: uh, spoiler alert, a man's head explodes. A man's head explodes and we get taken
0: by a shark. Um, if you've not seen Licence to a Kill,
1: bit, it, what did come out... 20, 30 years ago now, so we can spoil this, can't we? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a whole bunch of stuff. Um, yeah,
0: Dude, tell explodes. Gets eaten by a shark. Woman gets like uh, shot load, like shot loads, shot, like fifty <laughs> bullet, like a proper Arnie Schwarzenegger <laughs> shooting. And oh, then yeah,
1: gets uh, get set on fire. Bloke gets set on fire. That's it. Yeah, go. Loads get set on of fire, shit. Like, that's shit. You know, quick detour. that film. That Bond film is. Often considered one of the worst, killed off the franchise for six years, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's good. It's one of my favourite bonds. It's good. And I fucking love Dalton. Mm, he was he, dark, he, he was suave, he was the most authentic to the books, I think. All this bullshit about Sean Connery is the most authentic. He's fucking Scottish, for starters. No.
0: Well, he's an actor, and he's acting as a non-Scottish person, but he's doing the accent. He's so doing the Sean Connery accent. Um, um, Dalton was brilliant, anyway. Yeah, he was good, anyway. So I couldn't go and see that, mm. and I kicked and I kicked up a fuss and was like, oh, I want to see it, and I was like, well, at least I'll be able to go and <laughs> see Batman because Batman at that time, as we all knew, was din- 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 Batman. Ooh. Adam West. Yeah. Um, you know, Burgess Meredith as a Penguin. Whack, 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 whack. All that. So, crash, bang, pow, yeah. wallop, Kabuki. Ow! Bukaki, all that Bukaki, Bukaki. you sure yeah <laughs> when he robbing like el- elbows catwoman Bukaki That'd come up i think um but don't google Bucaki m- kids no don't um so i thought well at least i'm going to see the batman film and my dad went you probably won't be able to go and see the batman film because the batman film has been done by tim burton mm-hmm. who's the director and he's like you've showed you Beetlejuice, he's it's a Beetle that juice that guy yep, yep, yep. and uh, Kiwi Herman's Big Adventure. Yeah, I mean, he, that wouldn't have given much of an indicator <laughs> no, particularly. but he but, did do that. But. Um, but he was like, it's going to be quite <clears throat> different. It's going to be not the sort of Batman film that you would expect it to be, right?
1: I believe it was the first 12, 12.
0: rated cin- Yes. Again, um, it was a 15. Uh, I was, right, yeah. Right, it was okay. a 15 and was cut to become the first ever 12. Right. So I had to go in, in, you know, like my dad's suit jacket and stuff to pretend I was 12 to go uh-huh. and see it at the cinema. Uh-huh. And... little old Stephen Hill little Stephen Hill going (laughs) in pretending he was 12 like just chancing it at the old Odeon Canon Cinema in uh, Basingstoke which is gone now obviously Um, I'm
1: curious to hear how this pans out
0: well I I got in oh nice yeah because I was uh, you know I'm six foot four I remember. <laughs> were you six foot four, then? Oh, six foot four then but I would have been definitely looked older than okay. I was did you but have the beard then as well didn't have a the beard then okay. probably had some sort of like market boy bum fluff cash <laughs> um. <laughs> at nine yeah got the testosterone well, of years incredible I, know, yeah. um, I can't feel it but, <laughs> but anyway so I you. went and watched um, Batman and I thought this is fucking brilliant it's brilliant and um, uh, brilliant not film. only did I buy the seven inch single of License to Kill by Gladys Knight <laughs> got a license to <laughs> To kill. good song so that's yeah, a good song, song. um my mum was like a few weeks after i saw batman was like you can buy yourself a record with your money you like you save it something well and actually i think i had been given some money and someone said and my mum said we're going to town you can buy a toy you can buy whatever you want and i was like i think i want to buy a record gosh she really spoiled you didn't she I think it was not my birthday or something. I oh, right, right. <laughs> okay. Fucking hell. So we went and looked through all the chart stuff. And I picked out the Batman soundtrack. Because I was like, well, I Fucking love the hell. Batman film. Yeah. Um, and I, it just scared the shit out of me. It scared me more than the film. The soundtrack did? Yeah, it weirded me out. Way huh. more than the film. Okay. Um, now... I will probably go back to Prince in a minute, but I didn't really know much about Prince other than at that age, I didn't anyway. like,
1: Yeah, I, w- when I first heard the soundtrack, I knew nothing about Prince.
0: Right, okay. Didn't understand why
1: he spelt four... <laughs> as a number four didn't understand why he spelled you as a as a U. letter U, mm-hmm. uh, and i i was just like well, is this guy illiterate um didn't understand why he was singing uh with helium style voice mm-hmm. didn't understand why he was trying to make this hybrid of rock and funk lots of funk on this record yeah, holy shit uh i think it's safe to say watching the batman film dark brooding very much taking influence from uh the the killing joke and the dark knight returns which are the which are two very dark graphic novels um that it's based on it is weird that this quite bright uh, it sounds like a bright cheery funky album doesn't it does it yes does it, it uh, okay well what i will electric say electric chair the 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 the, the music does not
0: fit the film well the thing is is so for again for a bit of context for the background of this tim burton approached prince and he wanted to use 1999 and he wanted to use um another song from the purple Rain album. i can't remember which one it was off the top of my head in the in the film. And yep. he also wanted Prince to write the lead single, the sort of soundtrack single, which was obviously a big thing in the 80s and 90s, that kind of soundtrack Huge, single. Yeah. Um, for... What do you think
1: that would have been
0: from this album? Bat Dance? It was Bat Dance. Right, okay. Yeah. Which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Um, and Prince went, I'll tell you what, I'll do what I always do, which is just write a load of other load of songs and I'll do a whole album. So he originally... um. Wanted to make this a concept. And it kind of is like Prince's own version of Batman. Yeah. With him playing all the different characters. Yeah. And with some sort of odd storyline going through it, which I've never Very really odd. been able to follow. Nope. But the characters are Bruce Wayne's in it. The Joker Vicky's is in it. Vicky Vale was in it. it, yep. was in it. Vail, yep. Um And, you know, the Joker's gang. Um yep. And Prince plays his own character called Gemini. Oh, um, I didn't pick which up Which is that. Okay. half <laughs> Prince... And half, like, some sort of Joker hybrid. So he, he said he's like this, own, this version of Two-Face that, uh-huh. he, that Prince has created. So he pops up all the way through it. Okay. And he wrote this album. And obviously, hardly any of it is in the film. Bat dance is not in the film no nope. i think party man's in the film party man and, and trust, uh, trust and trust are the only two songs that actually appear in the actual film so party man is
1: when they are wrecking the art gallery yeah. from what i recall and trust is and the the throwing, is the, throwing bin, the green the gas bin. yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, and th- that that is it isn't it that is, that, it. That is it yeah i think yeah. that's it yeah and there are lots of clips from the actual movie on this record but yes lots of samples
1: lots of samples which i was going to ask do you if that's the first time that happened because for ages i thought
0: it was pulp fiction the first time that that happened it's done differently in pulp fiction because yeah. in pulp fiction if you listen to the pulp fiction soundtrack there is a clip of the scene and then the music in the scene comes afterwards sure this is actually
1: some Sample, samples,
0: samples from like the, film, in the song, uh, in, the song. Yeah, in the song yeah yeah yeah, yeah especially so, bat dance especially yeah, we'll bat dance we'll but um but originally so prince was asked to do one song and be and to let Tim Burton use two. He wrote nine songs instead and said, look, you can have that. And yep. I've come up with this whole concept myself. Originally, it was meant to be a dual album between with with Prince playing the Joker and Michael Jackson playing Batman. Did you know this? Well, no. So Michael Jackson was approached and basically in principle agreed to do all of the parts which was good which were which were batman and prince was going to be the joker why didn't that happen uh he was something to do with not being able to get out of the schedule for the bad tour so Mm. michael jackson was obviously the biggest human being on the planet at this point Mm -hmm. and um and he just didn't have time in his schedule to be actually to be able to do it so prince just went ahead and did it anyway that would have been fascinating would have been really, really, so that, really fast. that
1: sounds amazing. I also found out a slightly more cynical reason as to why Prince did it. Right. Because Warner Brothers uh, owned the Batman rights. Yes. And Warner Brothers owned Prince's back catalogue. Yep. Prince's career at this time was a bit on the skids. Is that fair to say? I don't think you can say he was on the skids, no. It, it, it was, he wasn't at the height of his powers then this, this was went to Pur- number
0: one in like five countries oh this this did but yeah. but
1: before just before this i i was of the uh, uh i was i figured that the reason behind it was to give him a bit more of a commercial because purple rain which was probably his height was when was that 80 84 is it 84 okay yeah so there's only five years since yeah uh, maybe that is a bit of a fallacy i I,
0: I think it, what he wasn't as big as he was in 85, 86, but I still think he was one of the biggest stars in the world.
1: Maybe it's just fair to say that Warner Brothers wanted to give him a bit more of a commercial commercial kick once right. again. Maybe. See, I was under
0: the impression that he wrote that to get an album for Warner Brothers to get one off the um, thing. Well, basically. you know, again. The thing with so the thing with Prince is is. I find it very difficult to call myself a Prince fan when yeah. I know people who know the words to Track Nine on the album that he released. Yeah. you know, in August two thousand and four, and then he had one out a month later. Yeah, but he has got so many records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has got so many it's albums ridiculous. of unbelievably varying qualities and lengths yeah. that it, I think it's almost impossible to go. Oh, I'm I'm a, pr- a proper Prince fan. I know yeah. everything from his back catalogue. Yep. So it's very intimidating. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah, I know yeah. But like my dad had, uh, my dad had um, sign of the times, and obviously I've heard Purple Rain, mm-hmm. and I've heard the hits as well. Mm-hmm. And I've got this. I've got like Love, Sexy, and I know I got actually there was one that came free with the Daily Mail. I remember uh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ago, yeah. It's yeah. actually quite good. But it
2: Prince, is, was it? yeah, yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> but Prince um, has released so many fucking records. I, I mean, I know there's someone. Uh, who's a friend of one of my mates yeah. who is an obsessed who is literally obsessive? Like that time, he played was it 23 nights at the O2 and he kept doing his after parties and stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. She saw him in the 23 days that he played the O2, she saw him 64 times or something. Oh, 20- like she would go, like he'd, he'd play in the morning, he'd do, the, he'd do like a warm up, yeah. then he'd play the O2, then he'd play like an after party somewhere. He'd do London, like electric O2. boring yeah, at yeah, two in the morning board. and yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and she bought ticket and she basically spent like. 25 grand. I two, was invited to
1: one of those gigs and I oh, couldn't yeah. go because I had a shift at the Independent. Oh, oh that was quite. Mate. And I'm I'm not even that big a Prince fan, yeah. but
0: I knew seeing Prince at the Ballroom would be
1: an experience, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and I was quite annoyed. I so, um, yeah, I think she played, he played like Ronnie Scott's one night or something. But and, and like, that wouldn't I be
1: surprised that. at all. Yeah. T- I mean, it was crazy. The, the month or so, or two months he was here, it was just mental. It was like, mm. oh, Prince is playing my backyard. Yeah, yeah it was art. fucking insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was insane. I mean, and fair play, like, that was fucking awesome. And that was only a couple of years before he died, wasn't
0: it? No, this is going way back. It's, it's about 10 years ago, that. Was it? Prince of the O two. 2 that's 2008 2000 oh maybe right it
1: it felt like only a few years before he died but yeah yeah he
0: died in 2017 didn't he yeah yeah 2016 yeah anyway um yeah 2017 um yeah so basically like i can't sit here and go oh yeah i know loads about prince because basically i know as much as the normal person knows and then a little tiny bit more i reckon but not I mean, it's a fucking dip in the ocean of that that guy's back catalog. Yeah, 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 yeah. And neither can I. I I, I know
1: probably just less than you.
0: Yeah, so... um, But I did get this record because I I just wanted the Batman soundtrack and I suppose it was the sort of first point of call on the... But anyway, yeah, my point was originally, like, if you got a prince... um, Because Warner Bros are really fucking tight with the the Batman um, rights and stuff. If you got a prince like best of or whatever for years and years and years and years none of the songs of this record would appear on any of the best of because one was like nope that's for us ah. and even on his tour a few years after this record came out um i don't know what tour it was you'll have to forgive me it's online but he would put he did the kind of album chronological list on the back of one of his t-shirts of all the albums that he did and this um was uh actually on the back of that t-shirt not as batman but as scandalous, which is oh. the, uh, the the penultimate track of the record
1: and by far the best song on it no, what really Yeah. no scandalous
2: no is what
1: I soundtrack my life to now <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the modern it's if I were if I were uh, uh, in a boudoir with a mm-hmm. lady and I put Scandalous on, I reckon I'd be 50% more likely to have sex with her, I think. Because it's kind of like a modern Barry White... Until this goes out. (laughs) That's my trick. Scandalous is the most (laughs) ridiculously OTT um, sexy sex song, uh, uh, which Prince wrote many of these songs. Uh, Many, 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 many of them. But Scandalous is, you know, that song on this record, I would say. Scandalous. Uh, it's a is it not your favorite it's totally my favorite it's part of a sex trilogy or a scandalous trilogy is that right uh i believe it i believe I it's the middle part of of one of his sex right, of okay. a sex trilogy Didn't know that. um and uh lovely stuff you know mm. you put on that sex trilogy and there's no way you're not getting any of some kind um even if it's just by yourself but it's very good and i Blanking like it the prince. <laughs> You
0: can, fucking dirty. You can rotter. finish.
1: You can do it after. Absolute
0: rotter. Right, fine. Um, so anyway, yeah. So that's the kind of context of it. So, um, Renfrey Bat Dance. Yep. The this has to be the fucking most mental. This was the lead single from this album. Yeah. Not just the lead single from this album. This was the song for Batman. This was the Batman. Oh, the Batman, song, the biggest film of the decade is coming out. Yeah. And here's the big soundtrack song for it. You know, when you think you've got, like, Top Gun and uh, Footloose and all those, like, films that had their massive, like, hit single that yeah. go so along top, with it. Top Gun was uh,
1: uh, Danger Zone. Yeah. Uh, Footloose well, uh, yeah. was...
0: Um, footloose
1: Foot, sorry <laughs> yeah. i'm there racking my brains going what was the footloose one oh yeah footloose. yeah so songs that i mean you know uh, s- must songs. have been
0: Love by um roxette for pretty
1: woman sure sure so you've songs <laughs> which are easy to sing sing songs which go right into the danger zone yeah. i can't sing a line take from, my breath away by berlin take, take be my the, breath the away on, so. i can't sing a single line from Bat Dance because it's mental. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck
2: up, Bat dance.
1: <laughs> Well, that's the thing because he takes the Ooh, um. Oh yeah, he-
0: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I want to bust that body. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I want to bust that body. I'd like to. <laughs> that's oh, Michael Keaton. That I might pop off well. for a wank in a minute. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank
1: you. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, it, it is the most. It's. Yeah, it's batshit. I mean, it should be called batshit bat dance really, yeah. shouldn't it? It's fucking mental though. It That's doesn't it.
0: appear to be about anything. No. Um it ref- It's the bat dance. It 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 refers back to um uh it refers back to all the other songs yes. on the album. yes, it does. If you get the uh um, Which is kind of clever to release that clever. as a single in yeah. a way, you know. And if you get the, the 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 lyrics up um in the inlay cards it's actually got, because if you go to say like Vicky waiting has got Prince's bit as Bruce and then Sheena Easton's bit, or not Sheena Easton, she's not in that, is it? Yeah, um, she's not in that song. The Arms of Orion, I'm thinking of, has got um, uh, Prince as Bruce Wayne yeah. and Sheena Easton as, as Vicky. Yes, and so they played so it. So you just said Vicky, like for her line. But in the Bat Dance, the bloody lyrics are about eight pages long. Yeah, because it's, it's Gemini, yeah. Joker, Batman, Vicky, Bruce Wayne, fucking Alfred, yeah. Joker again, Joker's gang, Gem, and then at the very end, it's Prince, Prince himself. If you look at, it, it's only got two lines in this entire album, and one of them he doesn't is actually Michael Keaton saying stop at the very at the very end of Batman, yeah. where it goes <laughs> 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 Batman stop that is yeah. that's yeah. Prince's like line which is of course um, Michael Keaton saying stop to the Batmobile
1: but isn't that also uh, Jack Nicholson laughing
0: it's when Jack Nicholson dies, he dies, at the dies end. Yeah. Spoiler, spoiler alert, alert. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: uh, but yeah although does he die at the end yes okay Uh <laughs> controversial um you mentioned it there uh the sheena Easton song remind me of what it's called uh it's called the arms of orion okay generally so what i was going to say going back to Thornbury library and me getting this cassette out i got this Mm. out i felt it was so different to what i was expecting Mm. this dark brooding film and i get this soundtrack which i have to say i don't think this is a bad album but i think this is a bad batman soundtrack because it is mental and it doesn't fit the film, and I think there is a reason why there are only two songs mm-hmm. from the from this soundtrack on the film. Because Tim Burton was surely like, well, I can't go back to Prince and go, I don't like his album, but how the fuck am I going to get this <laughs> mental batshit music <clears throat> into my dark brooding film without it seeming? It's a dark brooding album. It's not. It is. It's I've funky.
0: Seen the <laughs> All right, I'll Elvis.
1: <laughs> it's it's, but it doesn't sound like that sonically. It's funky as fuck. You put it's this funky. If, if you put this on at a party, because people wouldn't be pro- like listening to it as in like dissecting it and stuff like that, people would dance to it. Uh, yeah, but that's the genius of
0: Prince, isn't
1: it? Sure. Well, fine. But 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 sonically, it is not a, da- a sonically listening to it as a soundtrack as you would a soundtrack right. it is not a dark album it does not feel like a dark album lay it the layers and the themes and if you get under it and under its skin and stuff there's so much more to it and therefore it is really really dark but that's why i don't think it works as a soundtrack it's a, I, I, if you see it as a prince album it works and it's great yeah. but that's just prince isn't he? he's just an awkward bastard or he was and he was just like oh, i'll do what i like um, and I don't, I don't think it's a good... In, in terms of what a soundtrack should be, I don't think it's a good soundtrack at all because it's way too loud and in your face. And soundtracks are meant to be an accompaniment to something that is happening on screen. And there's only a couple of times in the film where it works for this soundtrack to even be in the film. Well, maybe. But that is not me saying it's a shit album. When I got it as a nine-year-old... I don't think I would have said it was shit, but I was just bemused by it. Yeah, I was bemused by it. I was just completely like, and I think I was so expecting something different. I think by this point in my life, I probably was just obsessed with Guns N' Roses and Metallica and pretty much nothing else. But because it was Batman, I I thought I was expecting something a little bit darker than that maybe
0: hold me through me kiss me kill me
1: well probably that is i mean i do remember as a 10 year old when the hold me through me kiss me kill me came out i fucking loved that like Mm. you know i still quite like that song actually it's good isn't it yeah but um i mean yeah certainly as far as we do is talk about (laughs) youtube as far as latter day u2 goes that is probably the last it's one of the last great songs they did so yeah um But yes, and and fair play to Prince for doing something totally unexpected. But at that age, I could not get this record at all. So it was interesting going back to this, because now that I'm older and I can look at things more objectively, this is a great album. It's brilliant. It's it's absolutely batshit and it's mental. There's a lot of things that I don't like about it because it's 80s and it is 80s as fuck. And the production, I would love to hear this produced now no i would love to hear it produced now because there's so many shortcomings in its production which drive me insane um the one bad would i say bad or would i say fucking awful let's go with fucking awful moment on this record is track three uh the duet with sheena easton yeah it's which not is the most 80s thing i've ever heard in my life if you thought take my breath away by berlin was the most 80s thing <laughs> you've ever heard prince's uh prince's duet with sheena easton remind me of the title. the arms of orion the arms of orion my fucking god it sounds like he's suddenly gone oh i'm soundtracking the disney version of batman sure i'll do that it's a, it does actually sound like it's prince doing disney more than it's prince doing batman well you can
0: say it's a precursor to kiss from a rose by uh seal which was actually on the batman forever forever soundtrack
1: yeah. and it's about 10 times better than that song yeah at least because yeah. kiss from a rose is a Bonafide classic. It is, yeah, it's very
0: good. Um, um But you know, uh, yeah, I used to be sorry.
1: <laughs> my power, my pleasure, my pain.
0: Now go on, sorry. Okay, so um, <laughs> baby, won't you tell me?
2: how do you know my <laughs> eyes wide what that's oh, not the lyrics mate, is that is Sorry. not the
1: lyrics
0: no. you've ruined it um, so you, know, the, you go out with Seal though not you go I'd go out, out go with Seal out, go out a few drinks with Seal
1: oh I'd go out with the free beers yeah. Seal clubbing I thought, I
0: thought you were asking if I'd go on a date with Seal I mean you missed the joke then didn't you by actually answering that question seriously oh. totally missed the joke not going to do it again Kay. I said Seal clubbing
1: ah oh, I missed it I was talking <sighs> Um, so <laughs> yeah, I, I did ask
0: you a question to be fair that's what i do for a living yeah um so
1: um yes uh, i think that song's dreadful but i think it's mm. the only dreadful point on this record which is insane i, I don't yes, know what, really how it's... to describe
0: uh, what's your favorite track on
2: it
1: Ooh.
0: scandalous i think electric, Chair's electric chair is brilliant let's is great i think party man is fucking great because it's yeah. in the film as well yeah um, Great brass
1: on that song Lemon
0: Crush is really good Lemon
1: Crush is mental Yeah lemon What crush is he is talking ment- about With the Lemon Crush Is he uh, talking
0: about his balls uh, Probably
1: Yeah Probably Probably He's a he's dirty little
0: oh, he is, He's isn't he? a dirty Dirty isn't he? little bastard Dirty little fucker. Seedy little man With <sighs> seedy little Purple trousers <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Purple stained but trousers But a genius as well um, Sure but I have to say Dirty bugger I have to say I bet he's put things up his bum <laughs> Fucking hell um, Yeah um, oh. I have to say, I think Dance is so... Ludicrous? ...mental <laughs> okay. that I just kind of like it. I think I, th- I think it's
1: good. I wouldn't say it. it's one of my favorite moments on the album. But I think I think, I think, the, think it's insane. The start of it.
0: The, the first two Future and Chair are brilliant and then you take oh. Arms of Ryan out which I agree yeah, is pants. Party Man's brilliant. Vicky mm-hmm. Waiting's is all right. Trust is great. Lemon Crush is fucking Trust. great. Scandalous is just a bit long I think. What's it beef for Scandalous? I think it's a I've bit hit long. Myself long. Really I'd hard rather I'll take back dance and a Scandalous all day long.
1: Really? Have you never put Scandalous on uh, with a sexy lady?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a virgin so <laughs> You, you shouldn't be listening my, to
1: Prince if you're a virgin, I don't think. He could pop your cherry just through the airwaves, I reckon. Yeah,
0: through the airwaves. Alright, <laughs> Mark Goodyear. Um but anyway, look. What a what a bizarre but but ultimately fantastic record.
1: It is most definitely a record which I kind of feel like everyone should listen to mm. because like I it was really nice to go back to it because I was of the opinion that I hated this record, yeah. and I was of the opinion that I would never say I hate Prince, but, but I was of the opinion that Prince wasn't for me because this was the first Prince thing I'd heard. I'd heard this before I heard Purple Rain. Then I heard Purple Rain and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, there's more to Prince than I realised. But I never delved super deep into Prince as much mm. as he would have liked me to, the dirty sod. because um, because have
0: some, have some respect for the dead, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because, um, because I respect through loving people, and that's how I love. Um because I, I think this was the first Prince thing I heard. So yeah, I think the, I think at that time and at that age, it just <laughs> was too beguiling to me to be able to compute it or realize there was mm. more to this. I, I don't, I don't know. I, it was just odd, would, insane. Would
0: you like to close this up? Would you like to know one final fact about this album, which never gets put on Wikipedia of or course. any of the places you know about? it? It is the only album that i own on vinyl cassette tape and cd why is that not put on wikipedia i, well, I don't know
1: <laughs> it's the only album you own like on like no one knows
0: who i am or respect... i've got it on mini disc as well
1: <laughs> four formats i haven't really got
0: it in okay it's so
1: the only album you own on three formats lp cd and tape and tape wow yeah well I'm gonna edit I bought the, it three times. I'm gonna edit the Wikipedia entry tonight and make sure that gets on there. You yes. could do that actually. You could. <laughs> you should. And in fact, I can't be fucked to do it. Can someone listening to this please edit the Wikipedia entry
2: <laughs> for the can Batman soundtrack? Can you and, say, oh. and
1: another fact, the only the only album that Stephen Hill owns on three separate formats um and you can always put, put um the influential music journalist
2: Stephen Hill <laughs> you can also
1: put i wank to prince don't put i wank to prince um I and, think that is last very <laughs> and you can always as a as a uh, reference <laughs> as a reference you can always um link to this podcast uh yeah because because we don't want any of that citation needed bullshit no like actually put this podcast in is uh, as a reference if you want the link for it you can uh, get uh ask us. new prince we'll get to yeah them, that'd be
0: good yeah, yeah. Sure, there will be delighted with how much respect we've shown him uh, could one of you do that please yeah, <laughs> that'd, that'd be fun, great, great um, anyway yeah, uh, we'll give that, you we'll give you a pound yeah we, we'll give you a pound <laughs> that you put gave us on patreon <laughs> we'll give you it back um so next week remfree that's Prince, batman what oh, a I, fact I like that great uh, way to to end that i thought thank you i appreciate <laughs> that so next week i'm going to give you it's great when you're straight yeah by black grape hello The there. um the first album by Black Grape and the first album that what Sean Ryder did next after, and Bez as well, Sean Ryder and Bez and what Bez did next. Bez didn't do anything in the first place, but Bez was in um, in Happy Mondays <laughs> and he was also in uh, Black Grape. Yeah, quotation marks. Quotation marks. Uh, um, cool. Citation definitely not needed. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to give you that. Black Grape. You know much about Black Grape?
1: Yeah. I know, I know bits and pieces, but I, as I as I confess to you before recording this, uh, I've never really heard much Black Grape. I know Ooh. bits and pieces, but yeah, it's going to be a funny one, I reckon. Okay, cool. Good.
0: What are you giving me? Um,
1: well, I want to stick on the Batman theme, but I'm ever so slightly you what, worried that you've heard them. I'm almost. I wonder even if your old band would have played with them. Maybe
0: Batman theme, Chronicles of Adam West. Uh, no, I don't know that band. Yes.
1: I'd like you to listen to Chronicles of Adam West. Um, the EP, it's they have one EP, that is it. Right, okay. They have nothing else.
0: I cannot remember the name of it. All right, well, if there's only one thing. But there's, <laughs> they I'll only have one thing. Okay, they're a Scar Band? No. Okay. I not know. Thought they might be a ska I band. don't want to tell you anything. Okay,
1: fine. But I will tell you they are not a Scar Band. <laughs> okay. They're called Chronicles of Adam West. <laughs> you told me West. too much
0: already. Um. So next week, I'll be listening to Chronicles of Adam West. And their EP. EP, their their EP, oh. and Remmy's going to be listening to uh, "It's Great When You're Straight, Yeah"
1: by Black yeah. Grape. Nice, sweet, all right. Okay, let's. They, do some... they are going to be two very different albums. I I'm say
0: sure that they right are. Now. Yeah. So let's do some <laughs> reviews. Our first review, a big review. I think we did it last week. Uh, the first kind of big album that is dropping of the year yeah definitely i would say so definitely an album that a lot of people are looking forward to for sure so it's uh strength in numbers by fever 333 <coughs> the debut album from the hardcore supergroup, which of course includes mr jason allen butler formerly of let live fame oh i've heard of them yes alongside ex-members of chariot and current members of uh Night Night verses. Verses. is it not called uh, strength in number th- 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 yeah i'm not saying that okay nice I'm not
1: saying that. It. it numbers are spelled N U M 3 three
0: three R S. Yeah. yeah it can be right. <laughs> um, and uh, you don't seem very happy about I, that, Steve. No, no, no. So anyway, now Renfrey, um, hello. You went batshit mental I did. for a the debut EP by Fever Three Three Three. This is America, Man Made in America.
1: I liked it very, very much. Probably you, my favourite EP of last year. Realistically, you yeah.
0: went mental for. Uh, better and Code Orange, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, Seven you, songs versus three. Yeah. Doesn't I don't, that's not why I asked. Why I asked what was better? <laughs> I, I, yeah, Made be in America is better than okay, Code no, fine. Orange. EP, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just count like well, there's more of that than a <laughs> greedy pig. Um, like so. Uh, so, strength numbers comes. Um, you, you went absolutely batshit insane um, to the point where you were sweating all over my floor in my old house in Brixton <laughs> um, uh, at their gig at the Islington Academy. I was,
1: I'd been listening to Prince just before I came in. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yes. so this comes for you Born, again. One of my favorite shows of last year by a yeah. uh, mile. They were uh, fucking live. They are mind blowing.
0: And you, your favorite uh, download, band from download. To be fair, yeah, they where were the they, best were thing I saw yeah. at download. I yeah. mean. You know, not a massive amount of competition <laughs> that year. No, that's not true, actually. There was a lot of good... Like, Zelenada and Merkin. There's a lot of good stuff at Danone being a, a prick. Um, but anyway... Why change the habit of a lifetime? Yeah, why? <laughs> and so I imagine that this comes with a fairly... Um, large amount of excitement from you and a a sort of quite a high bar to leap over
1: yeah but does it not come with a fairly high expectation for you Concerned, considering i know you weren't as keen on the ep as i was but you certainly like let live a lot i know this to be true yeah i'm pretty sure you're a big chariot fan big fan of chariot um night versus you like certainly at the very least all right um i mean i suppose yeah i am i am very excited about this release absolutely mm-hmm. um i think it's an interesting one in that already there's a massive backlash i think fever 333 are one of these bands that just kind of inspire that kind of backlash uh, Was because, it? I um I oh for fuck's sake yeah it's ridiculous that wasn't at you by the
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> right? in my ignorance <laughs>
1: No, no, no. It's, I think a big part of it comes from... You know, I wonder if a lot of it is um, Steve... Uh, the Steve oh, I can always forget his surname, which drives me insane, but the guy from the Chariot's involvement. Mm. The Chariot, if you're unaware, and a lot of you might, might be, because they were never a massive band, were one of the most inspiring original hardcore acts of all time yes josh scoggin who's now in 68
0: yeah uh used to be in norma gene and he was in the original focus yeah, yeah um and they were yeah amazing. incredible life like they incredible. were incredible they're the kind of
1: band that like hardcore Grebo's just go oh my god over and quite yeah. rightly because mm. whole, every record they did was amazing mm-hmm. like they were uh, nothing nothing sounded like them before i don't think anything's really sounded like them since realistically no, they're
0: a bizarre band but it was really watching that happen in front of your face was like yeah oh, jesus christ it's weird that you picked ch- the chariot as the band is that's kind of causing the the backlash why so I, I mean i don't know anything about this i've got to be honest
1: because i think people um go oh brilliant this is that Steve from the Chariot's new project, and they come to this, and this is obviously going for something much more um, commercially, commercially minded than than uh, the sure. Chariot. Yeah. Um, I that might sound like a criticism. I think in this case it isn't a criticism from me. I think um, Fever Three Two Three have a you know i sort of said it before they haven't they have message they have a message they have something that they want to say very desperately mm-hmm. and they want to get it across in the in a format which is going to be digested by <coughs> a lot of people uh and so there are elements on this record which are um poppy um, but then at the same time it's a huge amalgam of all sorts of things. There's loads going on on this record. It's a fair bit, yeah. A Fair bit? There's a lot going on. Uh, not chariot standards in terms, but there's a lot. Let's face it, compared to most records there's a lot going on on this yeah, record. Yeah,
0: there's quite a bit going
1: on, yeah. Um, I think songs flip between genres, like, like a single song will flip between all sorts of different genres. I mean, the first song alone, Burn It, which for my money is a single and is actually one of the weaker songs on the record, has... Um, a gospel choir in it It has like church bells it has a bit of hip-hop it has rock Mm. there's a lot going on in every song Mm. loads Mm. so i think it's uh you know a modern album in terms of like mixing all sorts of different things together and stuff and obviously there's a lot of eyes and ears on it um but undoubtedly it has a far more easily digestible sound than probably any of the bands that these members have come from. I think it's easy, more easily digestible than the majority of the let lift stuff. I think yeah. it's more easily digestible than Chariot. And I think it's more easily digestible than Night versus Certainly. Definitely. And I think that to some people just goes, oh, therefore it's rubbish, which mm. I think is nonsense. I have to say, I don't think this is rubbish at all.
0: No, I don't think it's rubbish. No, I don't think it's rubbish.
1: I do think we have strongly differing opinions on this record
0: though. <laughs> I think do you, you want to go in first? Yeah, okay. So I think that... Um, I'm. I, I was loath to get too excited about this. Mm-hmm. I think Jason's incredible. Yeah. I think he's a. He's a really brilliant human being. Yes. Like yes. he's um, everything you kind of want your musicians to be. Do you know what I mean? He's. Would he, we both agree that he's probably one of the best front men in the world? Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely, he is, and he's. Um, he, he's. Top five people who can me. be down, to... but not even that. Like people who can be down to earth. Yet you look at them and you go, the "People, you go like he's really easily relatable." But you also go, "Fucking hell, he's I'm, like he's not. He's cut from a different." Cloth than yes. I am, you know. He's incredibly talented in many, many, many ways. He's incredibly intelligent, and articulate, and engaging. He's got that thing that when he when he walks into a room and when he looks at you and stuff, you do go, "Fucking hell, this yeah. guy has yeah. got like presence." And yeah. he's a superstar. Yeah, like, he deserves to be a superstar. So he actually I, has something to say. But he's as got well, something to say compared to um, most bands who don't. Yeah, I mean, actually, it. we might talk about that in a little bit. But yeah. like, because I think that's one of the things that people were going. What exactly are you saying? And I think... Um, Lots of things. Well, it's a criticism <laughs> that uh, people now... We In fact, we did it the other day. Mm-hmm. So as a spoiler for what we're talking about with, with Matt, uh, the two of you were talking about a band. And I'm not going to mention it now because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're going to be reviewing them soon. But we were talking about a band going, it's all a bit GCSE this and a bit GCSE mm-hmm, that. Or mm-hmm. well, when you've got Nick Cave and you've got Tom Waits, why do you need to listen to this mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: well <laughs> not everyone gets to listen to that that's the thing mm-hmm. you know like not mm-hmm. everyone gets to listen to neurosis if you want something really really dark like you've got to start with the sort of the, the obvious thing and i think yeah that's fair um it's fairly uh it's fairly rudimentary The kind of the the politics on this record i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing but I think it's kind of a fairly rudimentary sloganeering political message that is being put through for the most part I'm always more interested I have to say when Jason talks about his own experiences as opposed to being a kind of rabble-rousing polemic um, which which because I guess maybe because I've heard so much of it said in that way so often it doesn't necessarily excite me that much it did when Raging's Machine did it when I was sixteen because I'd never heard anyone do that before. But possibly people who were here in Raging's Machine were just going, Well I've heard bad brains do this.
1: Don't you feel like that this is a time that needs people politicizing? The way that Jason is now, though, just like 1992 was when Rage Against Machine First did it as well. I do.
0: Yeah, I do. I mean, maybe it's just something that has become, that I've become utterly exhausted by. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I think it probably, my own, uh, I can't be bothered to think about, like, I've got to that I hate everyone stage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But
1: I do think that the majority of the people, and I think, you know, to an extent, Fever 333 want to reach everyone. But at the same time, I think the main people they want to talk to is, without trying to sound condescending about it, duckids kids, because they are yeah, the future course. and all yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah,
0: and, yeah. And, and the thing, like, that's what, but what I'm saying is is that I don't really, I don't really, I think it's, it's very easy criticism to make about, um a band kind of coming out and being openly outwardly political yeah i think that in their packaging in their packaging fever 33 obviously have a lot to say i've spoken i spoke to jason just before christmas for an interview with i did for him with metal hammer where he went into all kinds of different we went we spoke about all kinds of things and i tried not actually to be honest i tried not to go too kind of um too deep into his politics. So i have spoken to him before and we had this massive chat about his kind of political ideas and stuff. And I know he's an intelligent guy and I know that he thinks about things very deeply. I know he's got ideas in his head and I know he's got things that he would like to say. I'm just not sure that the things that I heard him actually say come across on that on this record. I don't think they do particularly. I think, and and again, that's fine because mm. as long as this record makes people go, Oh, yeah, I feel like uh, rebelling uh, somehow against the man or whatever. And it makes them want to dance and makes them feel good. Then hopefully they will go and listen to Jason and actually listen to what he actually mm. has to say. Because I'm not necessarily sure that this record says what he's capable of saying.
1: No, but to be honest, I think that man is capable of saying so much. He is. Yeah, he could. Like, he doesn't need a record. He needs a novel. He well, not a novel. He needs a book.
0: He needs, he needs some sort of platform. Yeah, the
1: guy yeah. is super. Which he's going to have with be,
0: this. Be great. It'd be good to have him on this, wouldn't well, it? It would. Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, like he he right is an amazing uh, orator in terms is, yeah. in terms of and he's amazing at arguing a point and and all that sort of thing and he has an incredible i mean I, he's one of the most God, this just sounds like i'm jizzing off now but he is one of the most impressive people i've ever interviewed like in, in terms yeah, of, is, of just yeah. how impressed with him i was and how um authentic he is mm. and it's and it's kind of weird because it really fucks me off when people <laughs> accuse him of the exact opposite and i'm just like jesus christ are you are you just trying to be opposite in order to be contrary and of course yes they probably are because mm. those sorts of opinions are what gets people attention
0: cynicism is the number one thing
1: yes and it's it? boring yeah. um but uh that but that you know if you say something which is clearly wrong that's going to get you attention and people are gonna be like yeah and that's what people want these days mm. but um i think that thing that you were saying about, you know, does this record make you angry? or want to get out there and all that sort of thing at times it does for me. Does it? Yeah. 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 I would say there are a number of moments actually where it does. There are, um, it never, it rarely manages it over an entire song. I think my, my beef with this record is, I think it is full of great moments, yeah. but not full of great songs i will say um but in terms of the great moments there are points where like animal which is the third third track second proper song yeah about two and a half minutes in it goes into this incredible riff, which is basically ripped off Rage Against the Machine, but it sounds absolutely amazing through like a Muse filter. Mm. sounds a bit like, um, for those who do like Muse, sounds a bit like the last uh, riff on Microcuts from Origin of Symmetry, which is fucking massive. Uh, the last two minutes of Pray for Me, where he goes into that, you're not the only one
0: that feels like... Yeah, oh, I mean, that's
1: good. You know, that's good goes into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it goes... No, no, no. But the bit that makes me want to fucking kick a twat in the face uh as in a person twat not like just no. a twat uh is um when it goes into that insane edm bit which sounds absolutely fucking mental mm. like you know way above anything that like cross faith have done or anything like that it's yeah. way above that kind of level yeah. you know and that's one of the bands that people go oh they're really good at doing this thing <laughs> Not compared to this, it's nothing, you know. And then there's uh, the middle of One of Us, where they go into the best corn riff that Corn never wrote, <laughs> uh, which sounds fucking huge, you know. There are a lot of moments. Um, I think the la- the last lyric on the record. I mean, this is a really uh, one of the last lyrics on the records. Um, this is an example of how Jason's far smarter than the majority of frontmen out there trying to do this sort of thing. But just so you know, we are the product product of people you stole you know, talking about slavery and shit like that. And he said and that's the thing, that's good sloganeering. It says a lot in so he says so much yeah. and so little. Yeah, yeah. And Jason's really good at that. That's good, yeah,
0: no, that is good that too. is really good. Um, that's
1: much more powerful than, I don't know, middle fingers in the air, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Mm. Like
0: no, I, I agree. I think there's there's a lot of good like you say, there's a lot of good moments. Yes. I think that like Coop the Talk, the last song, I think is really good. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. a good job that that came in and did that because the second half of the record for me is not as strong as the first half. I think the first half first half is fairly strong. Yeah, and it you, made me feel like it was pretty good. Inglewood's the point where I go, "Nah." This is very
1: interesting because I think Inglewood is possibly the best song on the record. Are you fucking joking? No. Because it's the most unexpected moment on the record. Oh. And
0: I, it's the most it, it's unexpected. it's for me it's unexpected in in that i'm really disappointed that they went down but that route
1: it's interesting you say that because you were just saying how like you weren't particularly bothered by the political stuff because you're old and cynical and jaded. Yeah. <laughs> sorry you didn't say it in those words <laughs> but because you're, cause you're True though, <laughs> okay. and yet this is the one moment on the record which is proper personal yeah and that's the point where it goes you know sappy and
0: yeah I
1: would say regarding that Sappy song. Sappy and
0: saccharine and really mainstream and really done and really obvious and yeah, all of I those don't things. I do think it's obvious. I think it's just, it's, it, it's a song that sounds like a lot of other songs. The production on it I think is horrible. Oh, I, wow, the okay. thing is, is I hear Jason and I keep going, well that's Jason and the stuff he, the stuff he says in that song,
2: mm.
0: written down lyrically, I would be like, yeah, I think that's, you know, it's not mother.
2: Mm. Do no. no, I mean? no like,
0: do you know what I mean? No, it's, it's not, it's not that it's not, no. but um uh and but it's it's cut from a similar cloth. I yeah. don't think it's of anywhere near the same standard as that, yeah. but it's cut from a similar sort of cloth to to Mother by Let It Live yeah. and um
1: Probably one of the best songs of the century.
0: Yeah, you know, fucking incredible and but everything about the song is totally uninspiring. It's totally just just wet And, like, really, like, middling. It's so middle of the road. And the the record, which has started really strongly, you know, started really well. Yes, it sounds a lot like Radiance Machine, but with a load more electro stuff on it. Yes, there is rampant and fairly kind of um, a punch in the face of of political sloganeering rather than actually properly expanding on... the the ideas and beliefs that he has Mm -hmm. i actually don't think that's a problem no i actually think that serves this type of music very well and it always has done um you know there's nothing subtle about fuck the police
1: system system of a Down made an incredible career out of it there's
0: nothing subtle about war by system of a down there's nothing subtle about bullet in the head um that's
1: why i like inglewood though because there's there's subtle subtlety to it i think I want what I will say of Inglewood. I I will say I think the verses are very clunky. And I think that is, and it's rare that I am it's rare that i say anything against jason but i do think that is down to jason's of all the things delivery which is insane yeah, the because delivery's not great right, because yeah. jason's delivery i don't think i've ever had a problem with yeah. before and, and i will say that the verses of inglewood are actually delivered in quite a clunky way i think it's do you know why i think i love it um it really stood out at the Islington Academy show. I was like, and it was the moment I think at this point we had Made in America, which I do love as an EP, but it was the point where I went, oh, okay, Fever three 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 can do more than just that. They,
0: they but just you shouldn't. don't agree with that. <laughs> well, they can do it. They just can't do it very well. Like I don't think it's a, I think it's a bad song. It's a really bad. What
1: about when it? What about? I mean, midway through it completely changes and it
0: blows up. Yeah, but it's just like I always thought that was coming really from the fucking second it started i was like they're gonna go rah at the end okay and they did and so i wasn't surprised and hammering home a blunt political message with big riffs i can handle but being super boring and then being really easy to telegraph in your music Mm. that i can't that that i'm not Mm. i'm not standing for that i'm not going to kind of apologize for or make any kind of no sure um, or make any kind of um you know excuses for i just don't think i just don't think that song is very good yeah okay i just don't think it's very good i think the i think it's it's a disappoint it's disappointing to me that that made it onto the record
1: wow okay
0: because i don't think it's the centerpiece of the album and it's that's and it and that's why it's a quite a flabby album do you think so i i think after that you get like i think the innocent's really good afterwards i think that's like sort of brings it back a bit and then you've got out of control when am i here i mean am i here is bad uh which track is that uh track nine oh that's the, 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 the other sort of acousticy sappy one again bad mm, like it's not good i wouldn't call it
1: bad i i i i prefer inglewood but i don't think it's
0: bad i think it's it, it's 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 nothing Mm, okay. It's literally nothing, like um, I, yeah. I think it's bad, and I think um, I think out of control, which comes in the middle of it, with the kind of the three. So there's three kind of what are we calling them? Not skits, but um, interludes. But at the end of three songs, it just they, the songs change and it goes into something completely different on three different tracks. Uh okay. So yeah, like, yeah, I so for example, Inglewood Slash Three. So it's Inglewood, and the the slash three parts are quite interesting. The, yeah. So the song sort of ends, but it's still the same track. So pray for me slash three goes into this big hip hop thing, which actually is one of the best bits on the album for me. Yeah, the kind of the, that little um, that little bit's really cool. When you go oh, Inglewood at the end, it does that. I mean, it actually, doesn't really. It doesn't okay. really. That's a complete. That's meant to be like a different bit. Um, I know it does get a bit more kind of raucous towards so the end. So that's not part of Inglewood. Yeah, it is. But I. From looking at the track listing, everything that's got slash three at the end of it just wildly changes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I I assume that those are meant to be interludes. It's but a, they're just it's, not actually. It's a Shopped up.
1: It, it's undoubtedly a trick they employ a few times on the record. Mm. Um, it works for me personally. I I I like songs that that begin and end and have taken you on a journey and take you to a totally different place. Personally, so I don't really mind that um but yes it's certainly a trick that the album employs a few times like three times over really this is nine songs because the the first track is a 50 second kind of you know intro kind of thing um i i find it interesting that you're saying this is a flabby album when it's essentially nine songs and about 40
0: minutes long but i I think like 15 minutes of it is just get, is, is not needed. Wow. I mean, okay. I mean, 40 minutes to, like to put it another way, right? The Smashing, how long was the Smashing Pumpkins album? That's Like minutes.
1: 30 35 minutes. Yeah.
0: There's two songs on that that I was like, I, like the Smashing Pumpkins album for everything that it didn't have, it at least kind of got in, entertained you and got out. There are moments on this where I'm going, really? It's a bit of a slot. Like, and actually it's the moment that Inglewood comes in. mm it's the moment that Inglewood comes in. I go, oh, is this song over yet? Like straight away, and then it this just is... never really recovers until the last track.
1: Wow. Okay. I th- I, th- I think that is we disagree. Um. I'd really love to do a poll. I'd love to know who likes Inglewood and who's not into it. I definitely can see how it's a Marmite song, and I understand that some people yeah. are not. It's probably I will accept that it's probably the sappiest Jason has ever been, mm. and.
0: Well, um, until like three songs later.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay, but well, okay. The, this record contains the sappiest material Jason's ever had. But and obviously, I've said my problem with. I don't think the verses are brilliantly done, but I love every other element of the song, and I think it's really good. Um,
0: I mean, that is saying it like the verses when a lot of it is the verses. It's probably it it's is probably is the a verses.
1: minute. It's probably a minute, maybe a minute and a half of a seven-minute song the verses yeah there's two verses in that song and mm. it's got that bird yeah. thing which is fucking excellent which you don't like by oh. the looks of your face i hate it um, I absolutely hate it okay okay um i mean i think that is clearly i think they want that to be the centerpiece of the record because it's track five it's seven odd minutes long it's one of two uh epics shall we say on this record Mm. there's two tracks which are seven odd minutes long yeah the other one's out of control right yeah um which i don't think is as good as inglewood if i'm honest um
0: but i mean i prefer it but okay okay
1: so i reviewed this record for hammer yeah um eight i gave it eight I, i i so i would go as far to say that i do like this album a lot i would say eight is very good yeah you do not feel that
0: i would give this a high six yikes a 6.5 crumbs okay yeah okay it's the first i think when it's good yeah. it's really good yeah um when it's
1: when it's good it's fucking amazing i think okay well when it's good it's good yeah okay i
0: think when it's good it's very good yeah um but i think there is there's a lot for every for all the for every for i would say for every really really great moment on it there's something which is not great
1: i will concur that i wanted more great songs than great moments and Mm. what we get with this record in my opinion is a i think we i think (laughs) there are a lot of great moments on this record i really do i personally think Mm. there are a multitude of great moments on this record but not many great songs and you know why has that happened i mean I think some people seem to think that they've been pushed into this quite quickly. Maybe this record came a little bit too early, blah blah blah. But I can't imagine Jason. No, I can't I, remember those the, three people the, ever putting their name to something they weren't confident on. The
0: the um for me it just comes down to this. Those three people are brilliant at yeah at doing the thing that they do. Yeah, this is an entirely new world for them. It's an entirely new thing that they're doing. Yeah, it's not really and shouldn't really i don't think like i have problem comparing it to let live or comparing it i'd never really compared it to chariot or tonight versus i don't but, think
1: it's fair to compare it to any of their
0: no no their but i know also. but initially it was like oh i wonder if it'll be as good yeah, as let yeah, live yeah, yeah. and it's not as trying to be anything like Let live. No, exactly. so you need to let that go and i have yeah. now let that go i yeah. think i have yeah. let it go um good but yeah.
1: <laughs> Because because let's face it let live are one of the best bands of the 21st century and to live up to that, it, it's...
0: But it's not even about living up to it. This has got nothing to do with Let Live. No, nothing to do with it. I mean, Jason's voice sounds, still sounds like the guy from Let Live. Yeah. But you don't I, think this has got anything to do with Let Live. And I, I was going to say... If you're comparing it to that, then you are... You know, it's like comparing Good Charlotte to Out the Driving. Like you just, I think, I think
1: Jason's voice is so distinctive. I understand why people will do that initially, but, but yes, it's yeah, they're completely, completely,
0: completely completely different type of band. The intention behind it is completely different. Everything about it is is completely different. I mean, I think we saw a bit of the kind of the political idea of what Jason was all about on, in particularly on the last Let Live album, and it was always there in Let Live. You know what I mean? But this is very very overtly political and it's overtly political meant for a lot of people for a lot of people this feels a a mass audience you don't get to do that shit to a man like you know that's probably why let live split up and that's probably why the chariot aren't around now likely
1: yeah i mean we don't know that for a fact it seems quite likely we
0: don't know that for a fact but like you can't you (coughs) can't play this type you can't play that type of music and appeal to the masses I would definitely
1: Anymore. agree that this is a vehicle for a message mm. and for something that I keep saying message and I don't like that. This is a vehicle for something that these three people want to say mm. and I think it is worth listening to yeah. as in the the thing they're trying to say is worth listening to. I quite like the vehicle that it's being delivered in. I don't think it's perfect the whole way through but but I I understand I like one of the things It's I said a vehicle,
0: in, it's also like let's not beat around the bush here. It's a vehicle for commercial success as well like i think there'd be far easier ways for them to do it there might be but i i you know there is that i look, i don't mean that in a cynical way mm. whatsoever
1: i was gonna say it seems a bit cynical but yeah okay well no no it isn't.
0: there's nothing wrong with that like that mm, they're doing mm. something they believe in clearly i don't yeah. doubt the message or the sincerity of it in in whatsoever but they <laughs> probably don't want to be you know like i i, I can't imagine that they all i, I would think they probably want to be able to play to a larger group of people and hmm. well, play it's... on 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 bills that aren't just full of old <laughs> old rock
2: bands
1: yeah it's it's and it's working because the first show we ever saw let live at was the old blue last yeah. which did sell out but you know on on the day kind of thing um the first show fever 333 ever played was uh islington academy in london and that's probably four or five times the size yeah. and that sold out a few weeks beforehand yeah. so it's working um
0: and i i actually Grammy
1: nominated grammy nominated they went on tour with bring me the horizon in this country it's working and all this stuff before the album's even out you know they are going to be a big deal and i think that's a great thing because i think they are saying something really interesting and i think musically there are a whole ton of bands who are doing far more boring generic shit than this personally.
0: Yeah, yeah, opinion. there are. Of course, especially if they do transcend where they the where they came from to be one of those and then they go up into that next echelon to those bands, then yes, of course. Yeah. In that company, it's a whole new Yeah thing yeah. and that's what they really should you should really be comparing it to and
1: i think they would be one of the most in that echelon of bands mm. i think they would be one of the most exciting
0: yeah definitely yeah definitely like okay. i said at download they were very very exciting yeah. and you know they're surrounded by you know the majority of the bands were the sort of people that they're going to be starting to get compared and yeah yeah you know yeah. if you think of it, <sighs> somewhat of mice and men or whatever do you know what yeah. I mean? like yeah, there's no exactly. real comparison so it's all right this it's it's a good it's an interesting and it's it's good in places. I think it's all right. Um, I'm not blown away by it, but I think it's pretty good. And I think it's. I think sometimes it's not good. I but think it's.
1: I think it's very good. The moments where it's good, I really do think it's explosive and it gets my. It makes me uh, incentivized yeah. and stuff like that. But I think the. Um, I do think there are problems with it. Definitely, it's definitely not perfect um but yeah we'd be I, this is definitely a record which we need to open up to other people as well yeah i think so yeah, yeah 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 we'd re- really really like to know your opinions on it so maybe we'll do a poll or maybe we'll just ask for comments or something yeah, like okay. that I don't but know anyway what's
0: what's there you go fever 333 three, three, strength in numbers is out nigh go and have a little listen to it regardless um yeah definitely yeah, definitely right. listen to it regardless yeah unless you're a b- bloody UKipper, <laughs> eh? um, you kipper hey um you probably won't like it probably won't like it um uh, but then, you know, you don't like much, do you? <laughs> um, anyway, the last album we're going to review this week is uh, from Mono, Nowhere Now Here, which is the 10th album from the Japanese post-rock legends. I have to say, Remfrey, I'm not particularly familiar with uh, Mono's back catalogue. I do not
1: think you would be. Mm. Um mono are a very well-respected post-rock band um Mm -hmm. this is their 20th year 10th album as you Mm -hmm. said um they started out as a very straight ahead bass guitar drums post-rock band they've kind of expanded out into several things over their career including using more strings and synthesizers and so on and so forth there was an album damn what was the album i can't remember the album but there was one album that they used a 28 peace chamber orchestra i think that was that was kind of like the zenith of them branching out and using you know different loony things loony things yeah 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 um i I, if that album comes back to me i'll say it uh hymn to the immortal wind that's what it's called um and as far as post-rock goes they are definitely one of the kind of um they are firmly post-rock as opposed to post-metal and they are one of the Slower tempo, tempo more gradually building. Kind of, they will let songs build over ten minutes as opposed to four minutes, which I think um, is a choice, not mm-hmm. as not a criticism. I think some people see that as a criticism, but I say to those people they have no patience and they're boring and dullards. Um, but uh, I think it's a choice to build over those long passages, and they're more they're kind of contemporary classical in lots of ways as well. I would say mm. more than, really. yeah okay
0: um steve albini produced for the most part i thought so mm. i didn't know so this one's steve yes, albini yes i thought
1: it was albini has produced i be- uh, don't quote me and don't at- well do at me and correct me if i'm wrong but i believe five of their 10 records it's
0: fucking stark in it this yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's yeah. fucking stark yeah
0: this is Tony Stark. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I should
1: probably say just to, so. Obviously, I do know a lot more about this band because this is my kind of thing. Yeah. A mono for me, um, I do have a lot of respect for them, but I'm very—I find them very hit and miss. Mm. I've got to say. Um, sometimes I find them just absolutely inspiring and ecstatic and amazing. I mean, ecstatics may be the wrong word, but but you know, really beautiful and amazing. And sometimes I just find them a little glacial. <laughs> So where does this sit? I have to say, I think this is um, up there with one of their best, actually. Um, You're looking at me as if like, oh my God, what are the Glacial ones? I was going to say,
0: don't ever play me their work. Well,
1: um, their previous record, Requiem from Hell, I found like a really... Dull glacial uh-huh. record, I have to say, and that was more kind of five tracks, but the songs were more like eighteen minutes long. Yeah. and didn't really. There's only one song
0: that's it, ten minutes plus on it. Yeah, is that right. Only one. Yeah, song but so there, d- there
1: are three songs. I mean, one's eight and a half minutes, one's nine mm. odd minutes, and one's ten. So there's three songs that take up almost half an hour mm. of a one hour running time. Yeah. Um. But this uh, this album overall, I think, is uh, it would probably be like my third or fourth favorite Mono album. My you know i really like this record um it is for a certain type of post rock fan in that you have to have quite a bit of patience with it but i don't think that's a bad thing in any way shape or form particularly uh-huh. i think i love the the albininess of it is when it gets really heavy there's some horrific distortion tones on this album mm-hmm. um where it gets like i said definitely not a post metal record at all but When this gets heavy, it's It's pretty fucking heavy. And it's designed to be played loud, but played loud in a way that the quiet bits still sound quiet. But then when the loud bits come in, they melt your face, you Mm. know, which is music that I like. I go on about dynamics all the time. Mm. Um, I don't think it's a perfect record. I think I'd start by saying there's track three is a song called Breathe, which just any momentum that the record has um it's the track it's the one track with vocals yeah and any momentum that the record has kind of picked up at that point it just loses completely with a very very chilled out song with this kind of strange vocal um and i'm not even saying the song shouldn't have been on there it's just sequenced in a really weird way so i think that's just a really odd um miss misstep. um but for the most part like the next track is the longest track at 10 minutes and 25 seconds is actually the um title track and it builds in this really menacing like you say dark way with these horns really takes its time um and the finale of it is just monstrous again like the power of it when it all like comes in and i think it taking that time to get there makes it all the more
0: powerful you know some people go yeah some i people- think that's the best that's the best song Like, Um, weirdly, like, considering (laughs) I kind of wanted this album to end most of the time I was listening to it. Really? You really don't like it? I I don't think much. I don't, not like, no, I'm never going to listen to it again. I don't, see, I like, um, I do like post-rock and I do like post-metal. But there comes a point where I sort of go, you have to do something surely you're going to do just do something and you talk about patience and blah 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 in five minutes if you have a song that's five minutes long and nothing happens in five minutes that to me is not being good at your genre you're not being there's no point not... in this record when
1: nothing happens in five minutes that's you're just being facetious there no that's... i'm not
0: okay. and there are the first like t- the first couple of tracks i was like nothing's really happening here it was that track that's 10 minutes long and I was like ah yes that actually built up to something and I'm 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 willing to go for I'm willing to go for 10 minutes if I feel like there's an end to it or an, an end product a, you know a kind of a build a, uh, uh an actual finale if you feel an like actual, building to something so there, many yeah. times it's been like okay well that was six minutes and what happened really like very 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 little and just so just so much of it i was like nothing's going on at all here like it's not even like you nothing goes on and then suddenly like it goes boom and there's this big climactic end to it like there were so many points of it i was just like i just don't feel like this is really it it was traveling it felt like running on the spot a lot of it
2: Mm.
0: i think that's
1: coming to it from a very kind of narrow field of listening in terms of kind of you know, I suppose if you come to it from a background where you're used to, like, people screaming in your face and stuff, it might sound like that not an awful lot is happening. But compared to, like... I mean, what 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 this kind of music is influenced by is contemporary classical music. And if you listen to a piece by Bartók or Bach or Mozart or whatever, those pieces go on for five minutes and they don't kind of uh, have you know, will have similar changes in that. They don't, I suppose, I mean, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree that they don't go anywhere, but they, they are, they're operating in, I don't know. I I don't know. I just,
0: yeah, I just don't
1: agree with that at all. I don't agree that there's any points on this record where it's not doing something. No, I just think.
0: No point you don't think this record just sort of sits and just hums away. Mm, i think there's always
1: something going on i just think there's a, there are points where it's incredibly subtle what is happening yeah
0: but really like what well, it must be it's, uh, i'm like, really subtle then like, yeah really 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 subtle yeah like but that's subtle. that's For kind men, of dogs might be able to but that's it. kind of
1: minimalism and i think that the things that they're um influenced by would be like steve reich and john adams and and stuff like this i mean john adams wrote a piece of music which is like four and a half minutes of silence you know like yeah i mean it doesn't sound very good right? <laughs> but but this
0: is this is kind of this these are those influences and that's where it's coming from but that, yeah, that's fine that's fine to come from there and that's fine mm. to want to do it but i think i don't know maybe i'm like the person who says they like metal but just or you know I like rock music, but actually, I just listen to Jet and Stereophonics. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, whereas, like in in the post rock, because there's bits that you know, I love Mogwai, yeah. but I always felt feel like Mogwai are taking me somewhere. And there was too many times where I was listening to this, and I was like, I don't know where I'm going, and my mind yeah. and my mind would wander. Yeah. And even when we did. Um, uh, o- Oliver Arnold, which is really sparse. Really. Yeah, far minimalist. sparser than this. Yeah, far, far sparser. Really minimalist and really um, like an oil tanker turning around at some points. I'd say better than this as well. I would just. Yeah. To, just to like, qualify. Well, definitely better mm. than this, but mm. there was at least. For me, there's just. That record had different. Still had different moods and it had different sounds and it had different flavors to it and it was always it would suddenly surprise you that it had crept up into somewhere completely different whereas I never felt surprised I never felt particularly engaged with it I never felt like I just didn't really like it was kind of there were parts where I was like this is quite nice you're describing how I feel when I listen to Metalcore (laughs) yeah but at least that's over in like two and a half minutes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, Fair. um and yeah oh yeah because i'm the fucking metal I, I, I lo- oh, i'm, I'm I not saying that i'm not saying that i'm just i'm
1: just saying you're describing um, my exact feelings when i listen to metalcore. yeah
0: but you know, you know you've got no time for any of that stuff whereas i do have time for some of this stuff i just like this album i listened to it sort of three times back to back i mm. was just like i didn't hear anything new mm. uh, by from the first listen through to the last point of the third listen i heard nothing new throughout those experiences maybe three's not enough maybe three listens is not enough but i don't have but
1: (laughs) my first three listens of this record (coughs) i don't know if it's because i listened to it on three so i listened to it on headphones i listened to it on my computer speakers and my sort of main stereo speakers
0: i've not listened to it on headphones actually Ah. that might make a difference
1: um i heard it felt like i heard three different albums really yeah that's interesting i would say but, um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to like, uh, I, 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 I don't think this is a phenomenal record to be super clear. Like mm. I gave you, um, Dustin Disquiet by Caspian a few weeks ago on trade-off. Yeah. And for me, that is the ultimate in this style. I think the, the they are in the same, um, style of post-rock both of those things that are doing and i think the dust and disquiet record is leagues a few leagues ahead of this record i think I'd say, yeah. yeah yeah i think i think this is a pretty decent mono record but mono are a very subtle band <laughs> to say the yeah, least
0: it's just maybe if this is the point where i tick over into yeah i can't
1: no, that's fair enough, but I I think I think there's a lot more going on. I think it's interesting in that you know a lot of people listening to this will disagree, but I think there's a lot more going on in this, and there's a lot more range and dynamics in this than there are in a another metalcore band, for example. Which yeah, some totally. Which some people will go, "What are you talking about?" But will they? It's well, you know, but it's <laughs> it's it, but it's some kind of. I don't think they will. But I but I find. I I think that's where I kind of, when you say oh it sits in a place for a long time, I'm like, it is always changing. It's just it's just the way in which it's changing is very very subtle, and it's not like verse chorus music and and if that's not for you, that's not for you. But I get all that. I
0: do get all that. I understand that. It's just that I've like, when you reach the destination, there's very few times where I've even felt like i knew where maybe i just can't tune into where it's going or how it's changing that might be what it is it Mm. might absolutely be my sort of uh inability to grasp exactly what they're doing but i didn't completely grasp what they're doing i I enjoyed the i actually of the three listens i enjoyed the first listen the most oh wow which is weird Mm. yeah (laughs) that is weird. (laughs) because i was like oh you know this sort of it's got a a sparseness to it and mm. I, I I've looked forward to kind of finding out you know what's filling in the sparseness and I don't feel like I know what that is yet but that might be maybe I need to listen to it another five six times maybe but I'm not going to
1: what made you um assume it was Albini produced correctly but what what, what was it about it because it just
0: sounds so um bleak so bleak uh so di- it's dirty bleak Clattering, rough, roundy edges. It's it's everything that you would expect a Steve album, and it's for me, it's quite a deliberately antagonistic record to go this slow.
1: But do you not think it's quite euphoric as well? Not really. I think it's. I think when it builds to something, i like the title track. I think at well, yeah, the, the title end, track
0: is the title track is the one track that I go. Well, I might listen to that again. I think there's there's, there's isolation. a
1: beautiful piano-led song uh, towards the end of the record. Um, which, I mean, euphoric might not be the right word for it. Was it a funeral it. song? Uh, no, it's the one before that, I think, Parting. Mm. All right. Which is really beautifully put together, I think. Funeral Song's okay. Um, I, it's, you know, it's, it's not... A, I don't think it's a phenomenal record. I, I think by mono standards, you might be getting the impression I'm not a massive mono fan. And I think when this record is good, I think it's really good. But maybe it's just i don't know I, th- I i think sorrow that's like eight and a half minutes builds into a similar um albini kind of when it becomes when that song becomes really heavy the distortion sound on it is fucking disgusting yeah it's horrible you know but I, I mean again all to do with albini i reckon albini did one of the be- produced one of the best mogwai singles which is my father my king which mm. I think we've mentioned on this um, we have, podcast yeah, before. A yeah. Jewish hymn, 20 minutes long. is fucking incredible. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I always find it an odd criticism when people say that it sort of sits in the same place. And I'm like, I mean, I realise it's an hour long and it's quite a long record and stuff. But in that hour, it goes to a lot of different places. It does it very slowly. I will acknowledge that. It, mm. it and, and And I totally understand if... Um, Speed-wise, it's too slow for you and for for people. I totally get that because the speed at which this goes to those places uh, is very slow and glacial. But it does go to far wider extremes and far wider textures than most music, and I think that's what I like about post rock. Generally, that's why they call it like widescreen cinematic music because it's the journey, there is a journey there you know it's a lord of the rings fuck off big journey which mm. takes quite a long time which might not be your thing but it does go there you know it's just over it's just doing it slowly isn't it
0: yeah really slowly <laughs> anyway that's mono nowhere now here <coughs> uh that's out on the 25th of yeah. January, so it's not actually out this week, it's out next week. So it's slowly arriving <laughs> even <laughs> as you speak. And that's it. But there's shitloads of records next <coughs> week,
1: aren't there, Steve? That we
0: <coughs> shitloads of records. So next week, new puppy Well, I say the new, the debut puppy album. Debut puppy records. Finally with us. Yeah. AA A. Williams, we'll be talking about that. Yay. We'll be talking about King Eight Ten. Uh, you know I got this gone. Them lot the old <laughs> Gun, oh God, this gun. the gun-toting maniacs. <laughs> and maybe if um, if Sony are nice, they send it to us.
1: Sony are very nice,
0: I've heard. I love Sony, Yeah, me personally. too. Good guys. Really, oh, I, I. Maybe they'll send us the Bring Me Their Eyes album. Right, anyway, go to Musicism.net, put in Riot in capital letters to get 25% off all your courses. And we shall see you then you And come back next week and play Eruption by Van Halen yes. whilst listening to us. Uh, we'll be back guitar. next week. Sorry? On acoustic guitar. On acoustic guitar. Say, Fucking yeah. hell. You wouldn't be able to do that. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Yeah, we Should will. Should be an exciting show, Renfrey. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hope Better so. than this.
1: Yeah,
2: this was a bit, bit crap, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, see you next week, you fuckers. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.